The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Neon Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, happy June. Welcome to the, the kickoff to the summer, baby. Happy Pride Month. If you're not down with that, I'll beat your ass. You know what else, Dion, people might, might not be down with? What's that? George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> Sorry about that, brother. And then finally, American <laughs> Ramrod Kendo Slice. I'm here, unlike Nick. Who takes a show off to go on vacation and out of town? What kind of shit is that? Mm. Not, not world class. Uh, that's why tonight's show is going to be a little shorter, folks, because I'm going to go hang out with Nick in person. We're going to film some content for the channel. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, uh, folks, welcome into episode 268 of the podcast. This is the first episode from this apartment with a chair. So hopefully it all sounds better. Does it sound better, guys? That yes. pretty damn good. Crystal clear. I feel like we're about to get into some shit and then hear it perfectly. Mm, we are Dion. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as long as your chair, as long as your chair isn't as squeaky as Jim Ross's, we'll be okay. Well, oh, do you hear do you hear anything? No, not yet. That's me moving in it right now. <laughs> Dion, you don't need to Uh-oh. do that on air, bro. My voice isn't that sexy. So, folks, we're going to start tonight's show off like we always do. Weird. (laughs) What is this, that Prince song now? (laughs) Why? That's the question I have for Prince. Why did you make that song, dude? Seriously. There's there's a lot of questions that we can no longer ask and that we need some answers to. One of which being that. Hmm. Well... Anyway, while we're pondering those life questions, let's give a shout out to our newest patron. Uh, a shout out to Adam Wofford. He joined us over on Patreon as well as Podbean. So, Adam Wofford, you're our first Podbean patron. I don't even know how to redeem that. But, uh, yeah, folks, if uh, you're listening right now and there's so- it's something you want to do, check us out on Podbean. That's an option that we've had, and I never <laughs> thought to bring it up. So, thank you, Adam Wofford. <laughs> but tonight, uh, before we start the show... Uh, I got a question for you guys. We had a holiday since we've last met. Memorial Day. How was your Memorial Day, guys? It started out great, and then I kept getting fucking calls from work on Saturday and Sunday, so that was kind of a pain. And then on Monday, too. So that was a pain in the ass. And then IT people are cruising for a bruising because they didn't answer my goddamn questions. They do what I wanted them to do. So I'm going to have to... uh, I'm going to have to crack some goddamn skulls. But other than that, I drank a lot. I grilled a lot. I ate a lot. It was nice. Well, Kendall, I worked a lot. You? Oh. Uh, I was in New Jersey this weekend, and I didn't do anything fun. So, yeah. Yay Memorial Day. <laughs> Always remember. Yeah. I, uh, You know, shout out to everyone who's served, uh, you know, who's with us, who's passed. Uh, what do you guys think? My mom, I was talking to my mom about this real quick before the show. She's like, who are you going to talk about for Memorial Day? I'm like, what do you mean, Mom? She's like, what about all those famous people that served in the military? I'm like, you mean like Elvis? She's like, yeah. So I thought I'd ask you guys since my mom brought it up. That's what uh, Veterans Day is for. That's what Veterans Day is for. Oh, I, so I was like, okay. But uh, yeah. is Does Elvis being in the military make him really the king? That's not why he's uh, the king. Um, but it's an interesting no. caveat in his career. Um, 
you know, because like, hey, did you know Elvis was in the army? No, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, cool. I mean, I don't, I don't think they would have him see any combat, but it was still. Yeah, I, was, like, I don't think he was sent on any dangerous missions. Right. I mean, he wasn't uh, the guy there on D-Day. Sadly, you know, he uh, wasn't bringing any blue suede pain to to the beaches of Normandy. No, he was no. only in for that too. <laughs> he was, he was. I think he was like ten. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not an Elvis historian. Ten year old Elvis fucking storming the beaches of Normandy. Oh, I'm gonna come get you, get Hitler. Come, <laughs> come and get it, Krauts. <laughs> He's just a hunk of hunk of burning flesh. <laughs> yeah, oh, jeez, yeah. dust. I'm gonna whoop Damn. all you Nazis with my blue suede shoes. <laughs> oh man, uh, dark open for the show. Uh, shall we continue? <laughs> oh, so um, tonight, folks, uh, we're gonna do something a little different at the end of the show. Kendo, last week you found us a bracket that was unlike anything yeah. we've ever covered here on the channel. Would you like to tell the audience what it is while I pull it up on screen for them? Yes. So I saw this posted somewhere. I don't know where, um, but I stole it because that's what good content creators do. And um, I brought it to the guys. I said, hey, here's something we could do for the show. We can do a best burger bracket. And uh, since now I believe we've all had all of these, we can definitely weigh in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So folks, you can join us. Uh, this will be here and you guys can join us throughout the show and listen to, at the end when we uh, reveal the winners. Yeah. By the way, uh, spoiler: my winner. Well, I just ate their burgers yesterday, so they may have influenced Ooh. my decision. But it yes. was that good. That happens. Yeah. God damn it! I love Fud Ruckers. Anyway, moving on with the show though. Uh, Dion Kendo, today's word is extra wrong. I felt really weird typing this one in, but. And I was not going to use it. That's two words. But then I saw all of the titles that you use with this word, and I thought, fuck it. <laughs> uh -oh. You guys ready for the word of the day? I think so. Yeah, let's do it. It's gross, but it's take a movie title and replace one word with semen. So, Raiders of the Lost Semen. Oh. semen. <laughs> oh. Hot tub semen machine. Yeah. A uh, long semen good night. Yeah. Semen hard, yeah. too. Semen harder. Yeah. The semen is not enough. Heart uh, semen. Here, here's the one that made me pick this one: clear and present semen. Yeah, that's ah, a, there that's you go. From from Russia with semen. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! So, folks, you can play along or don't. Look, we already got a weird, a react face right there. Yeah. <laughs> and the audience is right there with us. Thank you, R.J. Oldenburg. Yeah. <laughs> uh Ah, and uh, Golgari Pimp, there will be semen. So, folks, there will be talk of this yeah. throughout the show. Uh, no semen for old men. That, that's probably more accurate than what people think. Yeah. So, would you guys like to hear probably one of the funniest okay, things I've encountered all week? Yes. Now, we can argue that American politics are a joke. Could we not? They are. Yes. Do you like when American politicians make jokes that actually land? I do. It, it, it's a nice little reminder that they're not all complete pieces of shit. Well, would you like to hear about another one that landed this week at the expense of the Star Wars sequel trilogy? Uh-oh. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So let's just pull a picture up of our uh, 
our our hero, our intrepid hero, Ray, Ray Skywalker. And uh, you guys ready to have some fun at this? Absolutely. Alabama Attorney General dunks on Disney Star Wars after Ninth Circuit Court ruling. So here we go. On June 1st, Ninth Circuit Court Judge Kenneth K. Lee took a shot at Disney Star Wars sequel trilogy in a ruling regarding a class action lawsuit against ConAgra Foods Incorporated. In the ruling, Judge Lee used the Disney Star Wars films in an apology comparing, sorry, in an analogy comparing them to a statement ConAgra made regarding Wesson's oil uses 100% natural. The judge wrote, under this statement, sorry, under the settlement, ConAgra agreed to refrain from marketing Wesson oil 100% natural. That sounds great, except ConAgra already abandoned the straight edge. Sorry, but ConAgra already abandoned the strategy in 2017, years before the parties hammered out their agreements. He continued, even worse, ConAgra's promises not to use the phrase 100% natural on Wesson oil appears to be meaningless because ConAgra no longer owns Wesson oil, and it keeps going on. Simply put, Richardson, the new owner of Wesson oil states, can resume using uh, 100% natural label at any time it wishes, thereby depriving the class of any theoretical value. And then he goes on to say, that is like George Lucas promising no more mediocre schlocky Star Wars sequels shortly after selling the franchise to Disney. Such a promise would be illusory. So we are at the point where lawsuits use the sequel trilogy as just bad business and as a joke. That's it. I mean, that's that's, that's, not wrong. Right. And, you know, especially with it coming from a judge, which makes it hilarious. Um, but it's even more hilarious because all of the people who die on the hill that somehow the sequel films are actually good, objectively speaking, I just I just love seeing snippets like that in the in, in the remainder of the world. You know, just you know, they you know, especially at right around the time that, that uh Rise of Skywalker came out and they were just going up and down about how you know the last show is actually good, and this, that, and the other thing, and then you see people that you don't really think about when you think of Star Wars, and they're like, "Yeah, those movies suck." No, they they suck. No, that was dumb. That's and they just have nothing to say, and they sit there with this dumbfounded fucking look on their face, and it makes my entire life. I just oh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Well, I don't. That's the only thing I enjoy about those movies. The best thing to come out of those movies is the fandom menace and now the jokes. So. Folks, spread the word. Disney Star Wars is a joke. Uh, the Supreme Court said so. It didn't even take long for it to happen either. No, not like, at all. It, it became a joke pretty in pretty quick, you know, time, which usually takes like these franchises a while because you have to look back on it like twenty years later and you'd be like, "Oh man, those were so hokey and stupid." And then that's when the jokes about it start. This one, it was just like, oh. "Man, that movie was so stupid. Let's make fun of it." What about Transformers? What do you think that took? A year? I'd say when the when the when the second one came out was when everyone's like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with some fucking some low hanging fruit, stick figure level shit, and it just it just stuck. And that was what's so funny about it. like the, the second one comes out, people like the first one, no one like lost their shit over it, but the second one is just so laughably, ridiculously contrite. And it, that stunk around, that stunk hung on that franchise until the very end. And I just, I loved it. I fucking, you know, it, especially studios thinking that it was an automatic money machine. And everyone's like, yeah, I mean, the movies suck, but yeah, I mean, we'll watch them. Like, I just, I love that. I love how this light guys collectively was like, yeah, they're not great. Michael Bay's not great, but fuck it. You know, <laughs> I love it. That's way better than being Star Wars right now. Womp womp. I mean, that's really not a uh, consolation prize, but. 
I mean, Whatever. yeah. It's better than a fish full of semen. Yeah, but... that's a lot of semen. Anyway, moving yeah, on. Man. Who are you looking at? Goddamn. <laughs> Question for you guys. <laughs> if you were famous, what two celebs would you have in a three-way? Like with me? Yeah, with you. Oh. It'd be you and two other celebrities. Who would your ladies uh, be? Selma Hayek and Sigourney Weaver. I think that's pretty. I can quit. Yeah, I feel very comfortable with that choice. Kendo. Oh man, that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a shot to throw out there. I I feel like I have to think about this one, but um, uh, shit, I'm gonna go with Leslie Jones and Melissa McCarthy. Excellent. Can you imagine that story to sell the tabloids? Yeah, yeah. it would uh, be a hard day's night. So we have our buddy <laughs> Deku Atiti on screen. He. Has it allegedly? He's been seen smooching Tessa Thompson and uh, Rita Ora. What did you guys think of this when you heard the yeah, news? That sounds all right. And you heard the news. I mean, I, I, I like I like when there's the hardcore proof that's undeniable, and then you can just watch their face become more and more embarrassed. Um, so I mean, smooching on them, you know, I don't know if that's exactly enough to 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 get hard about, but I think it's hilarious, and I would absolutely. I hope that it's real, and at some point we get confirmation, because I think that's one of the funniest goddamn things to come out of what's coming up with Marvel, period. That is that is that is by far the funniest fucking thing in real life, 100%. So yeah, Kendo, if you'd have told me, hey, Tika Watiti was making out with Tessa Thompson, my response is, of course they were. Just makes sense now. I just find it funny that people would be all up in arms like, he shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, I don't care. Just make a good movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Dion shots fired from the chat. Dion from Ray's Double Dong. Dion Celeb Threesome, Mr. Ed and Black Beauty. Oh. oh that might be kind of hard because I don't think Mr. Ed's still alive. That's a lot of extra boning. Phrasing, uh, phrasing, phrasing, and that's a hard, that's a hard no. It's a hard pass. I feel like there'll be a lot of the sounds that would be getting made in the barn that night. Hell no. Mm, Dion. There's no mm, Dion's in that situation. Mm, Dion. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Well, you know, what is it? Call the devil and he'll appear or whatever the fucking phrase is? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, something like that. Time. No, it's you gotta say Biggie Smalls three times Alexa, in the mirror. Snooze for ten minutes. Okay. Thank you, Alexa. Snooze, you have polite too. when you essentially tell her to fuck off. Well, you know, I don't say it in those words. You know, I'm not Amber Heard. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, we've been friends for a long time. I know you've never shit in the bed, so we <laughs> it's true. Yep. Now, I don't think he's cut anybody's finger off either. Not yet. Not, uh, yet. not intentionally, but we don't talk to Jake anymore. And Tom, well, that's a lost cause. You ever wonder what happened to that dude? Yeah, he went out, uh, like went back to Detroit, and then I believe he moved back in town, got a job, and then he he and Jake saw each other at some concert in in Chicago. And I guess he, he was finally kind of like, oh man, yeah, sorry for kind of just like ghosting you guys, blah 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 blah. You know, Jake's telling me a story. I'm just rolling my eyes. I'm like, no, he's not, because we ain't fucking heard from him. So 
he's saying that because he saw you and he's being polite. That's what that is. So whatever. Fuck that dude. Well, we just had a very deep moment here on the channel, folks. You learned a lot about Dion and I. Please don't share it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you believe that Marvel would be uppity about Tika Watiti drop and uh, his alleged whatever? I no. mean, it, they, I mean, if, if it's during a project, maybe. But, you know, we're not talking about working at the fucking State Department here. I mean, a lot of couples work together in Hollywood. So, I, I you know, um, unless they're worried about some kind of, you know, weird favoritism thing, I don't think that they would really give a shit. If anything, they'd probably just be like, oh, we heard. Just don't make this our problem type of deal. And then they probably just didn't talk about it again. Fair. Uh, Kendo? No, I don't think it's a bit Marvel. It's one of those things they're going to be like, just don't let it become a problem. So like once it becomes a problem, that's when it's, you know, they're going to deal with it because that's usually about how a lot of these workplace romances happen until it becomes a problem in the workplace. Most management turns a blind eye. I shouldn't say what I've been thinking about on this show. I picked the wrong word for the week. Uh, Dion, <laughs> make sure we vet these before we start the show. Cause yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> anyway, we'll still we'll our checks and balances. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be more effective than the government. That's that's saying something. Yeah, well, yeah, never mind. So, speaking of efficacy, Warner Brothers seem to make excellent, effective choices to quote unquote save their theatrical business by moving a lot of stuff to HBO Max, and a lot of the stuff that they had released on there was ready, and now. We're reaching the point where some of the films that were slowed down because of the pandemic uh, might be slowing down again. So there's a new rumor that Warner Brothers thinks the Batman is terrible and may delay it again to 2023. Awesome. Mm. Now, this is just a rumor and stuff. I think it's right. mostly uh, wishful thinking, but I don't think Warner Brothers would delay this film. They're They're ready to go with this. They'll pick these. They'll take these creative choices and kind of sink the ship with them. That's what Zack Snyder was for a lot of people. Contrary to what the Snyder Cut represents to a lot of um, viewers, those movies still performed the way they did without any other problems. They weren't the most universally beloved things. So Warner Brothers, what I'm trying to get at is Warner Brothers has had a history of terrible decisions, and I think they'll make another one and just release this movie. I don't think there'll be any kind of... Uh, delay on this because of how shitty it is do you guys think that i think there there would be it depends on how bad it is i mean if this is if this is justice league bad i think they're not going to delay it i mean they'll 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 release it they'll get that you know seven eight hundred million dollar uh payoff critics will be lukewarm and then they'll move on to the next to the next thing but i mean if, if for this for this to be you know this standalone um project if it is delayed, if this is if there's any truth to this, it it have to be monumentally bad. I mean, it it have to be, you know, I mean, it have to be like Green Lantern or 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 you know, fucking what was that? Uh, you know, Hancock sure, yeah. bad. I, oh. That yeah, that too. You know, it it would have to be. I think that counts. That definitely is on the board too. It 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 had to be that realm bad for them to delay it again. You know, so but yeah, I if, if it's if they watch and they're just like it's mediocre. I think they'd, they'd release it on time, take that quick cash payout, and then move on as opposed to delaying it for something that you, you aren't going to really fix 
you know, even if they were to do re- reshoots, if, if they don't change anything, it's not going to make any difference. So, so yeah, I, I think it, it would it have to be very bad, but it it could be delayed. I just I hate the costume. I get the hate for it. If anything, I wish they would just CGI a new suit over the top. That's the most I could ask for. I think at this point. But I don't. I, I think they like what they're going with. They hired uh, what's his name, Matt uh, Reeves, that did the uh, mm-hmm. the Planet of the Apes movies. And Warner Brothers is like a drug addict. They've been chasing the Christopher Nolan high for God over a decade at this point because the Dark Knight mm-hmm. was the peak. They have never had a whirlwind of a box office record breaker, critical acclaim, everything. Fans, everybody loved the Dark Knight. That was like the last movie that just hit and checked every box. And I don't mean like diversity boxes and all the bullshit today. I mean, every metric of success, the dark Knight is like that last movie. It's before any kind of uh, DC shared universes or any kind of fan division. It was, it just hit. And so instead of trying to figure out what made that work and then distill it, but then make it different for other properties, they just made a Batman cookie cutter and tried to shove everything into that. And so that's why you get your Snyder cut, or that's why you get your Snyder verse, and that's why you get the Suicide Squad the way you and all these other things because they're always trying to reach that weird critical fan, this that dark edgy. They just missed what made it work. What made it work was quality. What was time? It's like Star Wars. It lacked the plan last week. We found out. We finds out that this DC stuff is just lacking the effort or the time to make it original. Stop trying to be Christopher Nolan. If you would, if you would stop that. We would have a shitload of uh, diverse superhero movies that weren't all dark and edgy. You would have something crazy like uh, Shazam, which is working now, but you could also have constant Batman movies. You don't need to stop every couple of years. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Warner Brothers do better. (laughs) That's all I can say. No, no, I think that's that's super fair. I think the other the other side of the coin that gets overlooked. Yeah, they were definitely trying to beat Chris Nolan. The other thing too was they were trying to be Avengers. You know, Avengers comes out yeah. in 2012, you know, and 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 that's one reason why and again, despite Twitter's random fucking obsession earlier this week with defending the Man of Steel or or last week with defending the Man of Steel, you know, just defending Zack Snyder in, in general, you know, that's why Man of Steel felt so weird. It's trying to be the Dark Knight and at the same time it's trying to set up Avengers. So it came off as this Frankenstein of a fucking franchise, and and and, and to to in defense of Warner Brothers, they weren't the only ones. Obviously, Universal did the exact same fucking thing, um, and then they prematurely exact ejaculated in their movie pants and fucked it all up. But you know, so yeah. if if anything, I think right, <laughs> you know, Warner Brothers is is just another example of that mindset that you just described, where it's you know. Stop trying to be Chris Nolan. Stop trying to be fucking Marvel, you know. And 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 I think we're gonna see it again. Obviously, we'll you know they, there was a little bit of hope, but I think yeah, I, I'm I'm still more optimistic about the Batman. But it's very clearly again an example of that re, that fucking corporate resistance to take a chance and do something original as opposed to just copy and pasting shit because you think it's gonna work for the upteeth time. You know, so we'll see. I'm 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 not as as um worried about about the Batman. I mean, obviously it being Robert Pattinson and then you know the fucking trailer, you know, this still trying to make Riddler this edgy, edgy 
angsty motherfucker that kind of is also the Riddler is what I'm worried about. But again, yeah, it's 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 very clearly and it's still an ongoing fucking you know for for lack of a better term a pandemic in Hollywood where people just keep wanting to copy and paste because they think it's a sure thing. Yeah. Uh, Kendo, do you have anything you'd like to add before we uh, talk about an insufferable twat? I mean, I would love for that rumor to be true because it would just back up everything we've been saying about what this movie's going to be, but I don't think it is. And if I was if I was them, I would just get the bat pad out there, take the L, and go home. Yeah, kill him in one movie. Start fresh. <laughs> so, Kendo, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you dislike Seth Rogen? 12. Cool. Dion. Uh, I mean, I actually like Seth Rogen. Seth, Seth Rogen lately is he's at a solid fucking eight for me. I, you know, I just keep finding myself being like, Seth, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I keep finding him saying shit or at least being relevant to mention on the show. Now, thankfully, um, life is imitating art because Superman is here to rescue us from some more bullshit. Have you guys heard about what Dean Kane said? To uh, or about Seth Rogen, I did not know. All right, so Superman actor Dean Kane calls out woke Hollywood elitist Seth Rogen for his take on cancel culture. Uh, and so, in, in recent interview with the Independent, Rogen talked about the rise in comedians open up opening up about the effects of cancel culture on comedy, and said that he really doesn't understand the reason why they have been complaining. And like we said last week, we covered this. So. Um, Unsurprisingly, the actor comedian then proceeded to contra contradict himself even further, uh, talking about his work versus others. And now uh, Dean Kane chimes in. So where did that go? Shit. Sorry. Oh, in a tweet, uh, Superman Dean Kane reflects on oh, what the hold on. Where'd the notes go? That's what's throwing me <laughs> off. Anyway, Dean Kane says, "I think Seth's dead of wrong." He asserted, adding, "I've got to agree with Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, 100. There's no question about it in terms of cancel culture." Do you, are we going to finally uh, get Seth Rogen to admit that cancel culture is a bullshit problem or is every week someone else going to have to bring it to his attention and call him out on his terrible take? As long as his finger that he just licked is still in the air and it's blowing the direction he thinks the Twitter wants it to blow, he's going to keep backing his play. So, yeah, I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about Seth Rogen and he was on there and he's like, you know, if comedians, if you make the joke and, and people find it offensive, you shouldn't go out and apologize. You should just not make the joke or something like that. Essentially, he was saying you shouldn't say things that are offensive or edgy because of the fact that it's wrong to say things like that. And Will Ferrell is no longer my fucking Hollywood bogeyman. I now have a number one new hated person. It's Seth Rogen. And he's been he's been waiting in the wings for a while because I've disliked Seth Rogen for enough of a time. But I kept giving him passes because he would be in things that I liked and not him. I think he sucks in movies. He plays the same fucking role in every movie. But there was he would be in movies and typically it would involve James Franco. And it's like, you know, he's not so bad. Franco, you're a good actor. Rogan, you suck. And I just kept giving him passes. But like, this is just, he's turned, he went from being like Mr. Like counterculture guy in the mid 2000s when he was in those movies that were like the, uh, the last vestiges of the, uh, I guess like dude comedies, like the 40 year old virgin and pineapple express and things like that. And he's just like gone full circle. He's like, a really retarded version of Mr. Rogers. 
<laughs> that's it's pretty accurate, man. Yeah. I, that, 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 I, that, I, if if you could describe him, I think that fits perfectly. I think the other thing too is, you know, I agree that it's going to take more people, and it's going to have to take more people that he respects and he likes and what and who he thinks Twitter likes to 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 say that he was wrong. I think on the other side of that is also the fact that hey, you know, the irony here, and we said this last week that the dude who was making, you know, I know how I know that you're gay jokes and knocked up is the same dude saying that we, that, that, that comedy needs to be, you know, this uber sensitive, um, you know, this uber sensitive collective that everyone agrees. Okay. This is all off limits. This is off limits. This is off limits. This is off limits. You know, that the dude who's saying all that bullshit isn't doing knocked up. The dude who's saying all that bullshit isn't doing 40 year old virgin. And the dude who's doing all that shit isn't playing the cop in super bad, you know, and those are the things that fucking made him. So, you know, if, if anything, he needs to learn to be a little bit more empathetic with why people feel that cancel culture is a bad thing because push those movies 12, 15 years into the future and you're sitting in the same place, dude, you know, you're going to be the backlash of every, you know, community with a fucking letter in it because hey you made a gay joke in super bad you know you're gonna say hey you know i was my you know i was trying to do you know make my career do this and the other thing you know you're gonna understand why people are so upset about cancel culture especially when the shit is 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 ending careers and everyone just kind of says oh well our bad you know so you know so he's 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 gonna have to learn the fucking hard way because you know, it's, it's it's a fucking matter of convenience and chance that you weren't trying to be Seth Rogen when Twitter was was going after motherfuckers for rumors. So, you know, he's going to have to learn the hard way. Well, like we saw, he'll throw James Franco out and anything to protect himself. I'm curious to see how far he'll take it before he just, like you said, before he'll finally call his own bullshit. But... Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing, too, the, the, the piece of that mindset that so many famous people don't get is what we say on the show all the time. If you believe something, you have to believe it all the time. So when you're saying outlandish things to agree with the group, when your shit comes out, because if anything that we've learned, it will come out, you need to have that same energy when it's you or someone you care about in those in those targets you know so obviously you know and again i'm not i'm not for sure saying him ditching franco is 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 bad because you know we're still trying to get the information on that shit but again it's like would you feel a certain way for doing something that at the time you thought was 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 innocuous and been part of the culture and getting judged for it would you feel a certain way if james just said you know what fuck that dude you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna support him you would so it's it's just the it's the pure lack of empathy that all these motherfuckers never seem to to grasp. That's what's important. Find the balance. Be empathetic. Well, I don't think a lot of people were empathetic or sympathetic to Rose Tico. We're going to be talking about in just a moment because yeah, there's some stuff that's back about good old Rose, but. We have the audience waiting. So, can you guys hear the um, siren in the background? Yes. That one. That, would that not be family? That'd be They're here. Friends. Oh God! Any, you know, what? I'm gonna have a friends button next week. Every time you say the word friends, the fucking <laughs> it's gonna pop up. God, no. You've done oh, it no, yourself. No. 
Dude, today me. I was at the store and I was staring at the tabloid rack waiting to get checked out because once again, I was stuck behind the old lady that felt the need. She had to write out an entire fucking check to pay for her groceries at the grocery store. Like, yo, it's 2021. <laughs> old people you in don't checks. need to use checks anymore at the grocery store. You don't even have to write it out. They can just run it through the machine and take the information that way. But, you know, whatever. 1946 called and they said they would like you to stop paying that way. So... And there was like a magazine right there and it had the friends on it. It's like, are you ready for the friends reunion? And the first word that came to my mind was no, because I don't fucking care. Is it? There they are. They all look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're all pushing 60. The thing is, they all have like a ton of plastic surgery. I don't care. There's that too. No, no disrespect to aging, but goddamn, Like you can see that there's like a price tag on your cheeks. Yeah, just accept it. Straws aren't a danger to the ocean, people. It's all the plastic in our celebrities that will never degrade. That's the problem we have. That's why we have to uh, put them in special cemeteries so they can melt them down and Hmm. reuse the plastic elsewhere. Oh, dude, that's a great idea for a comic book. You can get the liquefied remains of Jennifer Aniston melted down and then Botox into your cheeks. It's like a legacy uh, facelift. Oh my god, dude! And, you then, know and what? then you start you cutting joke. your hair a certain way. You joke. There are people that would actually fucking do that. I guarantee there's somebody out there that would love to buy Cher's nose to make it their nose. Is it and Cher's cheeks? Nose anymore? And Cher's forehead and Cher's lips and Cher's hips and Cher's everything. She is a fucking bionic woman made of plastic. Hey, I mean that's one of the instances where it's like, okay, that doesn't look too bad. Well, you could be you know, Heidi Montag, and we're talking about a whole new creep show. Yeah, Who I guarantee if you took Cher's clothes off, you'd see this. You'd see the Rubbermaid logo somewhere. <laughs> she's she's a chick from like the hills or something. I remember him because she yeah. was married to the dude Spencer Pratt, and they were like that wannabe famous couple. And I just remember laughing my ass off when they went to like a bar or restaurant. It started shit with the staff, and then I guess like it was either another patron or like one of the bus boys like beat his ass, and I, I and yeah. from that moment on, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna forever remember these because when you get respectable and you turn like sixty, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in a good place with my life. Someone in the world needs to be around that remembers the time that you got your ass kicked at a fucking Popeyes chicken. God, we, yeah. that, that's a that memory needs to live on. Dion, yeah. isn't we aren't they? They, they pulled they the whole. Brilliant? We were we were on TV shows and we're married now, so we're essentially Brad and Jennifer. It's like, no, you definitely are not. <laughs> no, isn't? Didn't we look up their net worth once? It's like negative two hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they wasted so much of their shit trying to stay famous and relevant, mostly because of her fucking plastic surgery. Mm. Okay, so for, you know, we'll, I, thought, I won't say they were like they were like yeah, like half a million in debt or something. I thought when we looked it up. Well, hold on. So let's see. Cardi, let's see. According to this, a decade after the original Hills heyday, uh, their net worth is about $300,000, according to Celebrity Net Worth. While that may come as a surprise to some fans given their past wealth, it should be noted that not long ago, the couple's net worth was estimated to just be $20,000. Things are definitely nice. looking up. Damn. Good for them. But, well, I knew they're on the comeback before. trail. Yeah, I mean, hell, <laughs> at least they're they're back to normal people uh, money. Where it's like, oh, you're worth twenty thousand because you're not old, that's and you how actually got to make in a year, right? Like, yo, that's hilarious. Because imagine putting all that shit in your face and then realizing that you're only worth twenty thousand dollars. That's hilarious. 
That's America. You would think, <laughs> you would think though, their value would be worth more because they'd be like, yeah, all this bionic shit that we put in your face, that's actually worth like a hundred thousand dollars. Your whole entire net worth's in your head. Better wear a helmet, lady. Hey, nowadays you gotta watch out. It might only be twenty thousand dollars because that's some of that shit you put in your face. I can pick up at Lowe's for twelve ninety nine. It depreciates. Yeah, <laughs> plastic surgery is like a car. The second you take it off the lot, it goes it off the lot. <laughs> I want to know the depreciation value of a, a pair of fake boobs. Listen, once Who your you ass hits that value? sun, mm, them fake <laughs> boobs lose forty percent. Yeah, and the ones in the porno industry go down even more because of all the mileage that gets put on them. <laughs> They're like, um. No, they don't get the insurance like certain houses in California. They just know what's going to happen with them. So they're like, sorry, we yeah. can't offer you a warranty. Yeah. They're like, sorry, we know you live in a flood zone, so we can't put you in a warranty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, we oh, know this God. equipment's going to take a lot of water damage, so we're, we're not even going to touch this one. Yeah. How, how many miles do you plan on driving this car in a, in a regular week? And you're like six. You're like, bullshit. We know <laughs> what you're doing with that thing. <laughs> so our friend Cesario Japan says, "Can I choose the Buffalo Jeff button today?" Uh, the official Buffalo Jeff button will debut next week. Like I said, folks, at the beginning of this show, uh, we're going to be keeping this as a, as a tighter show because Nick's in town, and he and I are going to film something a little later tonight. So, yeah, there's, I'm doing double WCBS duty. Uh, the show may end a little earlier, but it doesn't mean the stuff is stopping. And we'll let you guys know what that is fairly soon. So Matt six 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 Hell says, "Hey Buffalo Jeff, if Dion falls asleep again, if you sing Enter Sandman, especially the Hush Little Baby verse, rock on, guys." Hmm. Hush, you know, little baby, don't, don't say a word. It. Never mind that noise you heard. It's more like Buffalo Hetfield. Shit. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, Dion, folks. What's going to happen at Loudy's wedding is Dion's going to pass out from drinking. And we're going to film us waking him up very calmly. Fuck no. Hillary has explicit motherfucking instructions not to open the door for yo asses after three. Oh, no, 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 Dion. Don't worry. You don't need to be in your hotel room to be safe. You fall asleep in public all the time. That's true. If I saw him fall asleep at an IHOP once. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to go to Denny's. You're going to be out in five minutes. <sighs> Hello, Dion. Yeah. Well, before the moon's over not my hand, you get there. Not this time, goddammit. Well, our friend, the hunky chunky, funky monkey, we haven't heard from in a while, says mm, she's still with yeah, that. I saw that one coming a mile away. Hey, I don't know who she is, but Buffalo Jeff had to say that to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she probably had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> you crazy motherfuckers. Joseph Bietowicz, thank you very much. He says, as the hour goes near, it's time for fun and fear. He's coming, is foretold, the sound charging horse buffalo jeff has arrived he states Hi, Dion. i guess you didn't you like know, that man i let you broke Dion. thank you sir listen I, you, listen i fucking love our fans some of the best in the world but y'all got a fucked up way of showing how you feel about me well don't worry our friend uh, Ray's Double Dong has a nice message. It's not about Buffalo Jeff, Dion. You can relax. He says, what an incredible smell you've discovered. Let's get out of here. Get away from here. So last week on the High Council, actually this past High Council, folks, we had a game. It was use a Star Wars quote to describe your sex life 
So, Dion, you're a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. What would you say is a Star Wars quote to describe your sex life? Um, oh, I used to live here, you know. You're going to die here, you know. <laughs> convenient. Convenient. That's a good one. Dude. I even, uh, that's a good one. Damn, bro, I'm world class, baby. Kendo? I am not a committee. That that's a that's a good one. I like the Lisa Ann. Oh damn! I mean, still, one of, still one of my faves. It was so funny that she, you know, she's got a like a fucking sports show on Sirius XM, I think now, and she was trying to do a fucking podcast. And while she's she seems way nicer than I thought, it's just like. Now I know why you did porn. You don't have a whole... You ain't got a whole lot going on up there, do you? <laughs> You're saying yeah. she's a bit thick and not in the way we're used to? Yes, absolutely. Well, it's kind of like Mia Khalifa. She did porn and she's like, I'm going to retire because I'm going to go and be a sports journalist and like, no fucking place took her seriously. Listen, no that one is different. Too. That one was different because Mia Khalifa is a straight-up asshole. Like, just think of an asshole description in your brain of a person, whether it be a movie or a person that you know in real life, you're like, God, that person, that, that's just an asshole. That's Mia Khalifa. The, the fucking, the fact that she was able to cover up an actual, since we're talking about plastic surgery, one of her boobs bursted and tried to act like she got it from fucking attending a hockey game for her job is one yeah. of the funniest goddamn things in the world. Because she Wait, thinks she's so happened? smart. So she's uh, you know, apparently, and, and and obviously, Kendo, you're definitely the hockey dude, so keep me on board yep. with this one. On her her attempt to be a, a sports journalist, she all of a sudden, you know, I'm from D.C., you know, blah, 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 blah. So she was saying she was a Capitals fan apparently, or something. And so then she goes to a game, she gets, somehow gets ringside seats, where she tried to act like the team gave her, but she bombed herself. She uh, she's, yeah. she's watching the game, and there was, uh, uh, and I, that was actually a great series, but the fucking puck goes up over the glass, and it happens to hit our favorite asshole, Mia fucking Khalifa, somehow, and she acts like she's really hurt, and come to find out, she said that it made her fucking implant explode. And she needed surgery, and and she was also, and that's when she started using that to propel into the other fucking bullshit in her career. But this, she actually tried to convince the world that a puck that randomly hit her that went up over the fucking glass and came down and hit her in the chest hit hard enough to rupture her one of her implants so bad that she needed surgery. And it could possibly be that she got cheap fucking implants fucking seven years before and it fucking ruptured. So right. She is incredibly fucking stupid. Do you remember when China's boob burst? I do. That was so uncomfortable. Joke, I used to joke the rock over the people's elbow. It blew up. <laughs> Which is still it's hilarious. Like, oh, God. It's just a weird thing to talk about, though. It's like, yeah, um, workplace injury. Exploded breast implant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. It was... Those things, I mean, don't get me wrong. Anyone out there with implants, I don't want them to rupture on you. I want your things, your your fun bags, or your enhancements to last as long as you want them to. I'm not advocating for that to happen to people. But when it happens in just hilarious shit like that, you, you, you gotta laugh at the hilarity of fucking being a human being. The fact that you had a woman who was a bodybuilder who clearly used a lot of fucking steroids and ended up getting implants is a professional wrestler 
who happened to have one of her implants burst where you would think that's probably not the best occupation to have with implants, but sure. And it gets funny. Like, you gotta admit it's funny. I know it sucked, but for the rest of us, that's just hilarious. Um, speaking of hilarious, this next Super Chat's hilarious because it's going to make Kendo as uncomfortable as Dion. It comes from Jeff's disembodied charged ballast, and it says, I miss Kendo's beautiful lips. Also, hello, Dion. They are quite nice lips. That is, that is making me uncomfortable. It's a little weird, but uh, there's a disembodied charred phallus commenting on your lips, Kendo. Yeah, it happens. He wants implants. Yeah. It, this isn't that kind of party. <laughs> Remember I said it was that kind of party? I lied. I lied. And then we got canceled. <laughs> we got canceled. Goddamn Twitter tried to get us in. We went down swinging, boys. So uh, Zontar says, Jeff, check Twitter. I sent you a link. You got to see. Um, let's see. Is this the one I just... Oh, yeah, I just read this one, Zontar, about the ConAgra Foods and the Rise of Skywalker stuff in the court settlement. Uh, it is hilarious, though. Like I said, that it is a punchline in a court of law, the Star Wars sequels. You pissed off people from every generation, Disney, not just uh, young people that didn't really give a shit or people that were watching bad movies. The people that, uh, I don't know, the people that grew up with Star Wars are tired of the bills. Yeah. Everybody pays the bills, Disney. Maybe you shouldn't have shit on half your fan base, but hey, that's just me. Which is still a crazy thing that I cannot, to this day, think, believe that they thought was going to work. SH Rebels 08, thank you very much. God damn it. Do I sound better on this new mic? Yeah. No, motherfucker. Good. All right. Uh, we have a few semen titles, and then we're going to move on to our Rose Tico topic. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, Big Red Semen. The semen strikes back. A new semen. Mm, I can dig it. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Return of the semen. This is an impressive oh, one. Oh, Semen uh, of the I Jedi. Mean, even worse. That just sounds like a dirty adult uh, fan fiction. Jesse should write I'm it. I'm sure we could find it. Oh, dude, that one we read on the show was the worst. Oh, the a fucking nude uh, a nude hope. Episode yeah. 117, folks, if you want to get into the archives. It was about three years ago is when we were going to New Orleans. Uh, the fact that Dash Rendar makes an appearance made me happy. Yeah, they really expanded the Star Wars universe. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, talk about Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> now, from our friend Primer, this is the most interesting film title ever. The Girl with the Semen Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know it was that tattoo. I think really describes the movie as is, too. <laughs> Do you think... Ne never mind. We'll talk about that after hours. Uh, there's another one. He had Semen Maker as well. Um, Ray's Double Dong, thank you very much. We read yours about Theon's Celebrity Threesome, Mr. Ed and Black Beauty. Cool. And uh, one more, and then we will jump right into the topic, from TLJ Screwjob, who says, Remember when the official Star Wars Twitter said there were people raised on Exegol, and Elijah Wood responded, No, how would we know that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't remember that. Do you guys... No. I do remember that because I know people were 
that you know there were very few celebrities that were clapping back at Star Wars. I do remember. I forgot that it was Elijah Wood, but I do remember someone doing that to the Exegol thing. Like, no, how would we know that? How would we know that in the movie that you made us? Because there are a few good ones. There were some really good ones. And Dominic Moynihan, I still judge your ass fucking harshly for that stupid ass line and you being in that stupid ass movie. Mm-hmm. Could you recite it for the audience? We're on pins and needles. We'd love to hear you, Dion. Pins, needles, hearing me. Things only the Sith would know. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a good one. Now, Dion, this is an obvious question for anybody who actually knows you, but how do you feel about Rose Tico? Um, fucking annoying and hell, as hell, and worse, in my opinion, the she's objectively worse than Jar Jar Binks. Ouch. Uh, Kendo, do you go that far? Uh, yes, and then somebody in the chat earlier suggested that in Jim Cornette's high-pitched voice doing Tico like Riho. So for anybody that doesn't know, I'll just go, Tico! Every time she shows up. Because that's really all it's worth is just laughing at her. Now, folks that are listening to this are like, man, this is harsh. But you notice, I asked the question, what do the guys think of Rose Tico, the character? Now, Dion, what do you think of Kelly Marie Tran? She is gorgeous. I think she's actually a talented actress. And you know, I would like to see her in more stuff that isn't Rose Tico. Kendall. Uh yeah, I've got nothing against her. I've only ever seen her in that movie in those movies, and she was terrible in them. Uh, outside of those movies, she looks like a really good looking girl and she might have some good acting abilities. And I would like to see her redeem her career by being in something that isn't just fucking hot trash. See, that's how I feel about the actress. She's completely fine. I have nothing bad to say about her looks, her personality, her acting ability. She's completely fine across the board. But apparently, uh, you know, everyone's saying you can't dislike The Last Jedi and Rose Tico without having attacked her. We just proved the opposite is true. We can tear apart Rose Tico, how pointless she was. Oh, why? How dumb was it how she uh, stopped Finn from sacrificing himself or this or that or... All the pointless shit she, she did. She became on, a um, stereotype as a plot point for the movie. Yes. So she's a joke. Her toys don't sell. They never sold. She was an example of a bad failure. But again, Kelly Marie Tran, cool. Nothing but uh, the same respect we give anybody else that we don't know. So today, uh, excuse me, yesterday, an article popped up uh, from our favorite website, The Mary Sue. And uh, would you guys like to hear some of it? I mean, it's, it's relevant to us. Sure. So Kelly Marie, Kelly Marie Tran opened up about social media harassment and her decision to leave. Kelly Marie, Kelly Marie Tran is one of the strongest people out there. That's a stretch. Starring as Rose Tico in Star Wars was no easy feat, and it was made much harder by the gross racist and sexist attacks thrown at her by fans of the franchise. I say fans because they are not the kind of people who learned anything from the series that they claim to love. So how do you guys feel about the opening paragraph being that? I'm sorry. Uh, I can't get past the Kelly Mertran is one of the strongest people out there. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and compare to like, firefighters that run into burning buildings and save kids and all that shit. She's so strong. Kendo. She was able to wither a storm on social media. Come on. Kendo, she's stunning and brave, okay? That's fine. Buckle up, buckaroo, but still. <laughs> 
Well, let's continue to go on. In the midst of the horrible behavior aimed towards Tran for simply playing a character in The Last Jedi, the actress left social media has yet to and has yet to return. I don't blame her at all. The Rey and The Last Dragon Star spoke with Teen Vogue about how leaving social media felt like a bad breakup and the normalization of harassment for those in the public eye on social media platforms. Now, we had a similar thing with Daisy Ridley back in, what, 2017 when she left, I believe, and they blamed Star Wars. Maybe it was 2018. But years or a little while later, she came out and said, oh, it was other reasons. And uh, Star Wars fans weren't really named. She said she didn't think people should grow up in the public eye. And then Kelly Marie Tran had an opportunity to speak out about this again when she had a believe, I believe it was either a New York Times or a New York Post uh, op-ed piece where she was given a free reign to say whatever she wanted. And she kind of just shit on the system. Now... When looking for attention to promote this movie, they're going back to the how shitty the Star Wars fans uh, are. Well, are you guys surprised that this is now a marketing tactic to promote movies? We have to shit on Star Wars fans. I am actually. I, I'm, I'm surprised because it didn't work. I, I I just don't understand. I mean, I get it's just to get clicks, right? They they just want the ad revenue from clicks. You know, if people click on a fucking they just happen to, even if they don't read it, they just want the ads to be on there. So I understand the the the, the mentality behind it, I guess. But it's not like it works. Like it's, I don't, you know, fucking, you know, the 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 attempt to do that, especially after the Last Jedi, and then to see, you know, the entire audience or the entire critic reception of the movie to not be well like this doesn't work you're not gonna get you're not gonna win this battle this way by trying to fucking dump on people who you want to fucking watch the movie so i I, I, like you know and apparently the movie's doing well but i just like like the movie's not gonna do better because you're dumping on or your article's not gonna do better if you're dumping on star wars fans like this it's not successful and i don't know why they keep trying I think they're looking for some attention because they think, oh my God, they're going to go make a million and one YouTube videos about how terrible women are. I just want to ask the question publicly, what do Star Wars fans have to do with Rey and the Last Dragon? Like, can you not come up with another reason to, or another way to sell this movie, Mary Sue? But I guess not. So you want to hear a little more from Rose Pico? Sure. And then, uh, so we can all understand her situation. Yeah, her plight. So, uh yeah, her plight. The plight of Rose Tico. That's what tonight's episode should have been called. You know, that's what it's going to be called on Podbean. Because YouTube, they have to have, like, stupid titles so the algorithm clicks on it. But, like, on Podbean, each episode has a little more elaborate of a title. So uh, we're living in a world where we're all constantly being bombarded all of the time. with so much stimulus. And I don't know that we're all conscious the way that it affects us, Tran said. For me, I knew the most important thing was to protect my mental health and make myself a space where I felt like I could create again, where I could be an artist again, which for a time, I didn't know if I could do that again. She went on stating, that being said, I don't think leaving social media is the answer for everyone. I think the answer for me in the moment. Uh, I recognize my own privilege and understand that there are some people who have to be on social media for their work and their positions. And, okay, let's just stop there for a quick second. I'd say most of the people on social media that are causing shit that want to complain really don't have to be there. Like you, ah. Rose or uh, Marie Tran, you had problems with it. You left. I get it. Some people have to be there, but that's kind of a weird thing to put right in the middle of this, don't you guys think? I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're focusing on this. I mean, obviously, we know why it's the Mary Sue. That's literally 
what they fucking go to bed thinking about, what they wake up thinking about on their way to work on their fucking shitty moped, right? But yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's just a weird. I don't. You you want her to talk to get people to go see the movie, is what I'm assuming. The the plan is no one is like no one's gonna be like, damn man, I want to go check out Red and Last Dragon because the voice actress, you know, was in a shitty Star Wars movie. And shitty people were shitty to her online. Like I don't, I don't I'm not getting, I'm not getting the, the the cell plan here. No one's reading that. Like I mean, I guess again, it's the Mary Sue. People who are already on the Mary Sue are reading it for that shit. But it's just, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just a strange. It is fucking thing to try and do. So um, she goes on to say, "Why are we the ones that have to normalize receiving harassment? That should not be okay." And then this is where the Mary Sue chimes in. And she's very right. It's someone who writes about Star Wars for a living. Okay. You're doing a terrible job at it. I'm supposed to just handle men in my emails yelling about me, yelling at me about things, or being told that I should just appreciate whatever someone says to me and not fight back, even if I know that I am right. Okay, this whole article just sounds like an attempt or just an excuse to bitch because people send you shitty emails. Yeah. That's yeah again, I... It's, it's it's just so straight. Like, why are you putting? Like, no one cares. Even people on the Mary Sue are reading that article to read about Kilimanjaro. Trang- why are you talking about? Well, I write for Star Wars for a living, and I'm supposed to deal. Like, the reader doesn't care about what you deal with. You're a writer. You're not even in Star Wars. What the fuck are you talking? And whatever emails you're getting about an article you read, you wrote. So what? Like, like you fucking delete the, like, I don't, like, you work at the Mary Sue, you weren't getting that much traffic for that shit. Like, you weren't, no one was, I'm sure, you know, people are shitty on the internet in general to everyone, but the few emails you got for a shitty Star Wars article, even with how Kelly Marie Tran's situation is ridiculous, yours is ridiculous even compared to that. Like, it's already ridiculous. Yours is so ridiculous that people, it, 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 no one gives a shit. It's like they're mm-hmm. on a like a a journey or a quest, if you will, for like maximum victimhood. Right. All like, I mean, is it is the Mary Sue. It is. Yeah. Well, it is the Mary Sue specifically. I wrote an article for Mary Sue, and I got hateful email. I'm a victim. It's like, bitch, I get hateful phone calls on a regular basis at my job. Right. And I usually laugh about it afterwards. Like my wife works in fucking insurance, and a fucking person told her to kill herself. Ooh. Like she she didn't she didn't receive that because she's you know a woman with a black dude. That person doesn't know that the person calling the insurance company is being a dick and told her to ki- fucking kill herself. Like you're like the, you work at the Mary. Nothing you have experienced is unique to you. Nothing. No. You are another fucking drop in the bucket that is the rest of the fucking earth. And wh- I'm sure that wasn't pleasant for you. And I'm not saying I want it to happen to you, but no one fucking cares that you got bad emails. There are people <laughs> who get way worse shit right. working in customer service every fucking day, nine to five jobs, and they don't work at the Mary Sue. They don't fucking care. They don't care. And if they say that they no. care, they're fucking lying to you to be polite. We should do a segment called First World Problems where we get an article where some writer like this bitch is about a first world problem. We make fun of him for a couple minutes. Dude, we need, to, we, we need to have a skit where it's life according to the Mary Sue. And just, it's just shitty skits 
you know, Key and Peele style, where it's like, you know, someone's out. I'm so glad to be working here at the Mary Sue. Oh, you don't like me working at the Mary Sue? Well, that's because you're sexist and you're sitting over there from your privileged seat in the same job in the same building that I also work in, but you're sexist and I'm not. Man, that's crazy. Uh, so I went on a date. You don't want to hear about my date? Well, I'm sorry that you're a sexist misogynist pig. Who doesn't want to randomly hear about my dating life? A coworker who you barely know personally, you sexist piece of shit. Man, and I just yeah. do skits like that. I think that would be fucking. Uh, even people who like read the Mary Sue would be like, "Yep, that's actually pretty accurate." Yeah. <laughs> right, man, uh, they must work there. They know so much. Right. I need to spearhead those uh, those skits. Let's just take down some notes. We'll make it happen. Dude, whenever yeah. whenever we get together, whorehound guys, we just shoot life according to the Mary Sue skits. <laughs> well, I think we'll sit down and take some of the stealing solo. Uh, bank and use that to shoot a wcbs pilot we'll do that for fun later so i dig it we'll treat it like a real deal boys we have, yeah we have uh, YouTubers right now in the budget we just need wigs and bad dresses oh uh there's Tyler Perry? Car and uh craft services we need yes yeah. i i think we should do it kids in the I like your butt. where we play where we play the women characters too yes that'll really but- piss them off but we That's get, but we get, style, so. but we get like since you're out in LA, we get legitimate um, makeup uh, employees, and like they make our makeup look really good, and they make these wigs look really good. But the skit is still about that. That would be Chef's Kiss. Yes. Oh, excuse me, Russell, but I believe I requested the hand job. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to break the tension. Anyway, uh, there's a little more uh, from this article. You want to finish? Let's hear what the Mary Sue has to say and then close oh, it out. Gosh. All right. Oh, so Kelly Marie Tran was attacked for playing Rose Tico because she was an Asian woman in Star Wars. It's that simple. <laughs> oh my no, god! Not at all. Oh my god! When we discussed how pointless or useless or dumb her character was, ethnicity doesn't matter. It's Star no. Wars. Nobody I don't think in any of our rants that ever made the list, it was always like her. She was dressed in potato sex. She was really stupid. For some reason, Finn was going to redeem himself and she crashed into him with a car. At no point were we like, oh, and she's Asian too. Like that never came up. We're not like that. That's the thing. But all these websites want to act like we are. And there's the disconnect. Luckily, the audience knows what's up. Well, not only that, but they're not, they're not writing the article to convince someone who thinks that way? They're just writing the article for people who already agree with them. So it's just, just the 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 action of that article. Going up is so, like someone wasted a workday writing that. If I, you know, if I'm an editor, I'm like, this is a what? What is this? You spent all day writing this. Look, let's go down to the office in front of the door. We got to have a conversation. No, if, Dion, if you're an editor at the Mary Sue, you're reading that, telling everybody how stunning right. and brave it is, and then asking for you know that Chun Li article to be rewritten. Right, right. Obviously, yeah, that you know that's <laughs> that's true because it is the Mary Sue. Just always assume derp, derp, derp from the Mary Sue. But I just—it's just such a fucking one of those articles where you're like, "Why you got paid to do this? To write something that no one, even people who agree with you, aren't going to agree with you because this is so mind-numbingly fucking stupid." Well, hold on. There's a little more. I'll finish it. It goes. Jesus, people try man. to explain away their dislike of her character, but the racism was there before she even showed up on screen. Oh, how is that even been... possible? I ask the Mary Sue. 
the sexism exists with people hating that she's here at all. It's horrid, and hopefully in the future, Disney and Lucasfilm do a better job protecting their artists from backlash like that, especially in the world of Star Wars. Lucasfilm and Disney, why don't you create better characters and not let your audience bitch about them because they're so fucking cool? Almost every character from the original Star Wars, I just mean that first film, it's pretty cool or pretty memorable. Even uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru have something to add to the story. Uncle Owen's kind of a dick, and Aunt Beru's got a weird voice. There yeah, you go. Yeah, and they both end up ball. fried and barbecued. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I had barbecue this weekend, you sick fucks. So did Army Hammer. Yeah. Oh, damn. Who'd you have? What was her name? <laughs> Rose. Hmm. <laughs> A rose is what you are to me. <laughs> no, but see, every time I hear one of these articles about the racism was there, it's like, motherfuckers, there was the original trilogy, and there was a gentleman in the movie that was as black as you can get named Lando Calrissian, and he is a, an extremely popular character with fans across all ethnicities, and so that pretty much just nukes the entire racism argument right there. Cause it's like no one should talk shit talks Lando at all. And he's black. Well, the, we the other Lando. thing too is it doesn't make any sense. So are you saying, are you talking about just racism in general yeah. in the movie industry? Or are you talking about racism as a result of the star Wars film? Because that, that's why that article is just so poorly written. What do you talk? No one knew who she was before star Wars. Even when she was announced, no one said, Oh fuck. There's a girl named, Marie Tran, that was not, and even fucking YouTube channels I fucking hate that, re that report on Star Wars information, you know, as these movies were coming out. Even none of them were like, yeah, she's, oh, uh, Kelly Marie Tran is Asian, cool. No one fucking, no one knew who she was. No one knew who she was. So if you're trying to talk about, if, so okay then, if the article's about racism in general in, uh, in the film industry, then why not write the rest of the article about that? Why are you focusing on Something that happened after the time period that you're bringing up. It's just such a fucking confusingly written article that's clearly doing more damage to what the writer's trying to make better by writing it. It's like it's like an article written by a fucking sophomore in high school. Probably is. I mean, that's a good point. It is the Mary Sue. Right. Journalism degrees are a dime a dozen these days. It's just so weird. Like, what are you what even was the point of your article then? Because we we no one was on her, because clearly that would have been when she was on social media, and she didn't leave then because she left after Star Wars. So what point are you trying to make? Well, Dion, the article ends with she just says this. She goes, "I'm happy for Kelly Marie Tran finding her own balance because she's an incredible performer. Rose Tika was amazing, and I just want her to be happy and healthy away from the toxic fans who attacked her for existing in Star Wars." Now, one thing I would like to question, and I got to get the exact, uh, and make sure I'm talking about the same writer here, but do you guys remember last year when Mary Sue wrote the singing endorsement of one Cara Dune about uh, how much they love yes. her because of yeah. the Funko yes. Pops? Mm -hmm. Then they turned on her and said how embarrassed they were to like her and all this other shit. So let me just see who wrote about that because... Um, Let's see. I think, yeah, I think it's the same woman. That sounds about right. Yeah. She probably sends that in to print, goes out for a skinny margarita and some gluten-free nachos with her fr her friends, talks about how men are awful, and then she goes home to her boyfriend. That would be or my test. Or, or her cat. I'm trying, yeah. It's so weird how 
all of these writers are such big fans of these new characters or these obscure characters. They're just contrarian writers that are trying to pick out the most obscure, dumb, pointless characters. You know what, folks? My favorite character from Star Wars is uh, Bo Sheck. You know who he is? He's the fucking guy who points Obi-Wan in the direction of Chewbacca in the cantina. Oh, he's so diverse. He's so interesting. He's got sideburns and the slick back hair. Oh, my God. That spacesuit probably came from a Doctor Who rerun. Uh, he's he's the Moss Eisley Elvis. Yeah, he's Moss Eisley Elvis. Uh-huh. You know what? That's the level of stupidity and snark. Like, all these motherfuckers think, oh, I'm so edgy and cool to pick the one thing nobody likes. Look, nobody likes the character for a fucking reason. There's, yeah. You can't say, well, kids are racist and sexist for not buying her toy. She didn't look cool. She looks like she's in a, a sack of potatoes. She runs around and does nothing, and she carries a little bitty torch. What kid wants that figure? None. Uh, a lonely kid? Uh, well, and if anything, you know, if it's especially if it's the same fucking writer, you know, again, all this proves why we should fucking separate you know people from public shit and them being in tv shows if anything especially in the case of cara dune right it's like you're proving the opposite point by just being you like you're proving the point of why people shouldn't really give a shit about this in general because you're gonna have the fucking mary sue and that writer flip-flopping every three years you know not even living by their own creed and it's just you're you're proving us right by writing this article like that, that, yeah. that's what's so hilarious about this shit i love it so is there anything else you guys would like to say about rose tika before we uh, continue on we should fight with love really right instead of killing the thing we hate or some shit mm -hmm. wrong He was actually a good Lex Luthor. God damn, why'd you have to be? Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> in trouble. It's like, and every time of, of, of military conflict in human history, that was like the fucking credo that armies went to war with. Yep. We're not we're gonna win by saving the things we love, not you know, destroying the things we, we hate. It's like, oh yeah, that'll work real well. Right. Yeah. While they're blowing up our planets and killing our families, let's go love them. <laughs> yeah. That that would have slowed the Germans down. <laughs> Yeah, Stalingrad would still be here when we're fighting them with what we love. Yeah. So uh, uh, to keep on this train of uh, darkness for a second, on the flight back, I was watching a documentary called The Donut King, which sounded awesome. Like It's about this guy who comes over and opens up all these donut shops. But it's really about how they escaped Cambodia in this war-torn area. And I'm like, Jesus, there are some monsters in the world. Uh, it just took me a minute to think how yeah. lucky... Uh, things are really good. So when people that go out and write these articles and want to talk about doom and gloom, and it's literally the worst thing ever, go watch the fucking Donut King documentary and Uncle Ted, now that dude busted his ass to make life better for people. He didn't right. just go on the Mary Sue and write some articles. He's not, you know, on Instagram and Twitter saying, let me start a hashtag to change the world. Dude went out there and hustled. People mm -hmm. go out there and do shit. That's how the world changes. That's why if you want to talk about, you know, people that create in the fandom Venice versus people that don't create shit. And they want to, you know, show for these companies. That's why we're winning. Cause we took the next step in the initiative to get to the next level. It's no more of the complaining about it game. It's now creating our own shit. Uh, other side, if there is another side, catch up. Let's make things interesting again. 
now speaking of interesting, we have some interesting semen titles. You guys ready for those? Uh, just <laughs> yeah, the phrasing too. of that sentence right there. Just we have some interesting <laughs> semen titles. Go on. Uh, so, folks, we have almost over 600 watching, but only 330 likes. So, do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button. Remember, folks, we hit a thousand likes. That'll be an extra good morning pop culture. There are six in the hopper, and I am building the office slash YouTube room as we speak. I'm now sitting in a chair and at a desk. So, we're moving towards the uh, fully realized new WCBS. So, from our friend Zach Z, from dusk till semen. <laughs> from semen till dawn. Yeah. <laughs> And then right back to sleep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dixon Cider says, oh, something's hard, all right, Dion, and it ain't the horse's bones. Mm. Negative, sir. Negative. I, I am running for my life. Now, Super Nate has an interesting opinion that we should talk about. He says, hey, have you guys been watching Superman and Lois? It's actually great. doesn't feel like a CW show in the least. Quite possibly, quite possibly the best Superman since Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I said that. Mm. I have heard that it's good. I am not watching the show. I don't. I, I'm not watching CW. Uh, but now I might check out Lois and Superman now, though. Or Lo, yeah, Lois and Superman now because I've I've heard seen multiple places people are saying it's actually pretty good. So I mean, I, I don't. That's a tall ass order. You're saying since Christopher fucking Reeve. Um, but hey, you you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. I mean, Brandon Ralph was nothing special. Henry Campbell. Okay, Henry mm-hmm. Campbell is a good Superman. So yes, that yeah, that is a tall order. Now, uh, Super Nate, I have checked out the first half of the first episode. I was going to go back and finish it. I didn't. My complaint isn't that it's a terrible show. It's that it's a show about a superhero, but it's not a lot of superheroing. We still make superhero shows that focus on the mundane and the you know the the Clark Kent aspect. When in reality, if I'm going to watch a Superman show, I want a live action version of the animated series where it's Superman fighting a robot or a giant dinosaur or Lex Luthor or a Brainiac. That is why Superman is shit to a generation of people, maybe two generations of people, because we have never had a real like barn burner action adventure Superman movie. That's just balls to the wall. Even the great Superman, the movie is a very slow methodically placed paced film. That is not like anything they make today makes it very inaccessible. doesn't make it bad. It just makes it a tough pill to swallow. Sometimes. I mean, I remember seeing the movie the first time myself thinking, who the fuck is this kid? Where's Superman? I'm like eight years old and watching on tape, very impatient, but still, and then you jump around to Man of Steel, not Man of Steel, um, Superman Returns. Half of that movie is about, oh, I can't be Superman. What's it mean to juggle being that and that? And then you finally <laughs> get Devil, and then it's just a bunch of action, and then he's got to die. Like, that is why Superman is a joke to this generation. And you need an Aquaman-like uh, reboot, in quotations, to really make him popular. Race swapping him is going to make him even less popular. If anything, it's just gutting an IP and waiting for it to bleed out. So I know yeah. that's a random way to jump off of that, but uh, sorry. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add, Dion? Uh, no, man. It's 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 yeah. It's it's this this constant need for everyone to tell the human piece of Superman. Just make a good Superman movie. You know, I don't want to see Superman kill someone. 
That's not Superman. Make him cool. Make him the fucking man. I want to see him fighting dudes. Buildings are falling down, and then he wins. I want to see Superman. And this refusal to do that, especially since, you know, with Returns and Batman vs. Superman and Man of Steel, like, I don't want to see a human super. He's not fucking human. He's not called Human Man. He's called Superman. He's supposed to be unrealistic, you know. So, so we'll see, man. It does. It does make me interested to see, uh, to see the show. But, um, well, yeah, well, Dion. Yeah. Uh, typical CW equals Tessa Thompson, but Superman and Lois equals Pam Greer. Think about it. Dion says, uh, "Keg Grogers." I like thinking about that. Or mm-hmm. Kigo Rogers. Kegel? I like Pam Greer. She was an all-time great. Dude, hundred percent. Yeah. What was your favorite Pam Greer role or movie? Foxy, Foxy Brown, dude. Foxy Brown. She's just so fine. She's just so fine in Foxy Brown. She's kick ass. Ah, I love her as Fox. Yeah, Foxy Brown's my favorite Pam Greer character, bar none. Waiting for Nardrotic. Thank you very much. Fellowship of the Seaman, Citizen Seaman, forty-year-old Seaman. Oh, that's a lot of Seaman. Too much. Adam Wofford. Thank you very much. Highlander in Search of Seaman. Dion Green oh. in Deep Star Seaman. The last <laughs> Seaman fighter. Drag me to Seaman Hell. 47 meters deep in Seaman. I thought they added Seaman to some of those some of those titles. Yeah, well, 20,000 leagues under the Seaman. Uh, here's the great part. Uh, this is probably my favorite one so far from Waiting for Nerdrotic. Willy Wonka in the Seaman Factory. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. I don't like that one. I, I wanted a chocolate. Like I wanted a chocolate river. Augustus fell into. Oh, why'd you have to bring that up? There was a marshmallow room, but that was just unseen. Oh, come on, hey, too. They, they, they stole the jizzy room. lifting drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Another childhood memory ruined. Thanks, Kendo. Welcome. London Fog 66 says, Seaman with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun. Good movie. Yeah. Um, maybe shotgun's a double entendre. And I'm gonna move on. Ooh. Adrian Vergara says, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Seaman. <sighs> hey, to each his own. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my Steak says, What's up, bullshitter? It's been a busy month. Moved in with my best friend and got promoted. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Playing catch up now on things. I missed the with the videos. Also, this Sunday is D-Day. Primo Victoria. Thanks as always. Yeah. Wouldn't have went as well if we decided to, you know, not fight the things we hate, but to, you know, save the things we love. Hey, Kendo. Uh, yeah. Outside of just D-Day alone, could you give us another uh, great historical war moment that would have went a different way if we decided to save what we love instead of fought what we hate? Uh... Pfft. Shit, I mean, where do you start? Iwo Jima, Midway, Midway, definitely. Um, hmm. Let's see, D Day. The next big thing would have been like Market Garden, but that didn't go our way. Battle of the Bulge would definitely would not have went that way whatsoever. Um, but yeah, D Day. We'll we'll go with the Battle of the Midway, the turning point of the Pacific. All right. Or Gettysburg. Folks, if you'd like to give us your historical moments that would have changed drastically if we accepted Rose Tico's advice and followed it, uh, please let us know. Uh, give us the biggest ramifications possible. Like if we listen to Rose Tico 
at I don't know um, V Day. It was it was it the end of World War II? Um, instead of you know using the bomb, would it have worked? I don't know. Ask Rose Tico. She's an expert. No, I mean it would have eventually, but there'd have been a whole lot of dead Japanese and Americans to account for. Primer, thank you very much. Someone would pay handsomely for Kim Kardashian's fake ass. This is true. Yeah, yeah. that's not incorrect. I think I'm going to go with the melting down dead celebrities and having them inject. That's my fucking... That's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I may agree with that as well. That it's weird? Incredibly. Yeah, well, Dion, you got to understand something. I'm working on Woke Busters. And some of the better ideas, if you can just open up and let yourself be weird, then when it comes down to right shit that's actually really important, you're like, I've worked through bullshit, eh, but there's a good idea here. You can piece it together and make a really quality idea. So while it's stupid, in theory, it's like that ringtone, Dion, I'm just fucking with you. But it's stupid in theory, <laughs> but it will be fleshed out. I mean, stealing Solo was a joke, and now, now it's a book. So This is true. Well said! The unauthorized biography of Tom Hanks says, uh, Thor, Love and Seaman, Atika with T.D. Tessa story. Oh. That actually might be a documentary about the making of the movie. Yeah. Be interesting. Fake name says, Go back to the picture of Courtney Cox. She looks like a marionette straight out of Team America World Police. Yikes. <laughs> uh, Is she part of the Film Actors that. Guild? Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I was late to the party on Team America. I'm the first one to admit it. Uh, when it came out, I saw it. I was like, eh, "This is kind of stupid." That was the point. Now, as an adult, I think it's fucking brilliant. I love that movie. So one good. of the la one of the loudest reactions I've ever heard in a theater was opening night for Team America: World Police when. The America Fuck Yeah song came on for the first time because you didn't know it was coming because no one had ever heard it before. And then as soon as like America Fuck Yeah, like that whole that whole theater just laughter. It was it was brilliant. It's the best part of that movie. Yes. Yeah. I think it's bigger than the film. It is. That, that, I, it, that it is now transcended the movie, yes. Yes, hundred percent. Uh do you like the sad version of America? Fuck yeah. Yeah, the yes. bummer version. Yes, it is. It is America. Fuck yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. That's right. Do we, or not do we, do you guys want another Trey Parker, Matt Stone film, or do you think they should just stick with South yes. Park and then retire? I, I uh, want another one. I want, I want to see film. what they do on a, on, a, on a film size, not just small episodes of. Of um, South Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, I they've done good movies so far. At least I've enjoyed them. Basketball is that a is that a good one? Yeah, basketball is a lot of fun. I love basketball. Basketball and orgasmo is equally fun. And, I have to uh, orgasmo. Oh, uh, orgasmo is great. Uh, I'll bring it to Loudy's wedding. Maybe we can do like a watch watch party for that or something like that. But orgasmo. All right, so Jeff, the story of Orgasmo essentially is this. Trey Parker plays a Mormon, and he's in Los Angeles, and he's going around trying to, you know, teach people about, you know, Mormonism. And one of the places he stops is a uh, mansion where a guy is shooting porno. And so they decide that he would be perfect because they try to beat him up, and he ends up whooping all their ass because he knows martial arts. 
And so the they they hire him to be the star in their action adventure martial arts porno called Orgasmo. And uh, yes, so he, he's doing that on the side to make money to you know be able to go back to Utah and marry his girlfriend and buy a house. Hmm. I'm kind of sold. Yes, and then him and him and Chota Boy actually become legit crime fighters as a result because it's it's funny. It's 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 good. Uh, Orgasmo two: The Dark Seaman Rises has released the McCracken. Yes. <laughs> uh, a few more uh, semen titles. Oh wait, actually, this is not a semen title. This is from our friend Wolf's Pain. Thank you. Ooh. Hail. Quick question: What's a series or a movie other than the sequel trilogy that had a promise but failed miserably? The Riddick trilogy comes to mind. Oh, that's a good one. That mm-hmm. is a good one. That's a good one. Because those second Riddick movies, while I like them, were a huge fucking letdown. I was going to say the Hobbit movies. I mean, they, we were expecting another cultural phenomenon with Lord of the Rings, and those movies 100% did not fucking deliver. No, um... The Chronicle of Riddick is such a good example, though, because it felt like it was a much bigger deal than it actually was. Maybe because of the spheres that I rolled in, like the fucking Escape from Butcher Bay video game, that seemed uh-huh. like the second coming for the Xbox. Everyone's like, that game's so great! And then you play it, and it is great, but what what's next? I mean, there's really not much left of that franchise. Uh, what's another one? I'm trying to think, because... even this Alien great, movies... Oh, for, the, for the whole the whole Prometheus kickoff, you know, I thought because especially it was two twenty twelve Avengers Dark Knight Rises. I thought Prometheus was going to be just as good, if not better. And then it was just it was fucking terrible. And then everyone finds out that the dudes from Lost f- fucking wrote the show, or that wrote the show, wrote the movie, wrote the script, and everyone's like, Damn. it was a humongous fucking letdown. And then the sequel, the two sequels that came after that were just you know while kind of successful we thought it was gonna be a return to pre-aliens 3 in this franchise and it fucking wasn't it really really wasn't controversial opinion i think alien only has two decent films alien and aliens and the rest of the series is just meh amen amen i i i don't i'd say everything after aliens is is terrible i'd say it's, it's probably pound for pound it's the most suffering franchise right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, you can make Terminator? the same argument for Predator, too. Ooh. Everything after the first two movies has just been bad. Well, you know, we at least got uh, Predators, which I thought was 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 pretty good, even though, you know, the star was fucking Adrian Brody. Like, people liked it, and it's Robert Rodriguez, so it was a cool flick. It was like a nice action flick. Like, you don't have that in Aliens. There's no random... Aliens, even the fucking Alien vs. Predator movies are fucking garbage. So it's, yeah, dude. I, I, it's definitely, I'd say it's worse than, um, than, than, than Predator 2. I'm trying to think if, if Disney, okay, so Marvel's going to do the comic books and they're going to try to do crossovers. I'm trying to figure out how much quicker they can kill the term the uh the rest of the predator and alien franchise because it's already kind of an embarrassment but now it's going to become a joke when the punisher kills one or spider-man teams up with one or some other bullshit like that's what happens folks when disney buys up all these properties especially when they're kind of anemic as is with a lot of the fox stuff it's like hey remember this shit from the past that we can kind of merchandise now we own it and it's sanitized and it's safe 
I think the Alien franchise lives and dies by its comic books after the second movie. Agreed. Agreed. Without without a doubt. The, the comic book's got to be... Because that was what kept it alive for so fucking long, with three being terrible and four being terrible. You know, it was the fucking Alien vs. Predator and the, and the fucking Alien books and the novels. You know, that it's going to be... It, it needs the comic books to stay good, and no one's going to want to see Spider-Man flipping up and down and webbing a bunch of xenomorphs. Like that's just not what that is. You already—it's already its own universe. Just build and live in that. Stop trying to mix shit. Oh, what about the Matrix trilogy? That's a good one. That is a—that's a good one because I think it's. And I love the trilogy. I, I really do genuinely like Reloaded and Revolutions in the Animatrix. Um, I'd say it's better off because you know Reloaded wasn't great, but it but it was a it was a good movie, and the Revolutions saved a little bit of what Reloaded fucked up. You know, Animatrix is fun. Um, so you you know, Enter the Matrix while that game is silly as fuck, it's still kind of fun in a in a in a, in a bad way. You know, there you don't have any positives with the remainder of the fucking. Aliens franchise, Not, even Colonial Marines fucking suck. And the, the the one PS2 game was good, but yeah, it's it's just it's just oh, it's, it's the heavyweight king right now of, of painful. There's a new one coming out. Have you seen the images or the videos of it? The uh, kind of like Isolation. Oh no, the new game, the new Aliens game. Yeah, because uh, Isolation came out a couple years ago, and that was super apparently really really good. But no, the new one, Fire Team. No, I haven't seen anything on it. It's a multiplayer one. It's mm. a multiplayer third-person shooter developed by Cold Iron Studios. And it's the first Alien game since Alien Blackout. It's a standalone sequel to the original Alien trilogy. Shit. Okay. Uh, I think we should play that together. I, hey, I, I was thinking the same goddamn thing, my friend. Now, folks, remember, uh, we, we talk about all the things we're doing. We're doing them now so we can launch them properly. But we do have a Twitch channel, WCBS Gaming. Follow us over there. Uh, as I finish uh, moving in, yeah, it's like, oh, you moved last week. Yeah, but that's just the beginning of it. Uh, I got to put up a TV stand tomorrow. Then I'll finally have the shit set up. I'll be able to stream stuff in the near future. So just keep following us on all the platforms. We're not going anywhere. We're actually uh, getting ready to ramp up production. So be on the lookout for... Uh, this summer, I'll be all over the country. Come meet us in August. Uh, come hang out with us at the Big Fandom Menace Meetup at Star Trek Las Vegas. There's all kinds of great stuff to do. Uh, we're making up for 2020 sucking ass. So let's keep up with it. Fake name, thank you very much for that one. Wolf's Pain, we read yours. 007 Cloud says, Star Wars, a semen in the mind's eye. Oof. No. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, almost as fire as the Bond can be Black Rant. Dion, they love you, man. I try, man. I try, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with my own moments, you know, that'll live on in, in infamy. Well, the audience doesn't love you fully. Our friend Primer says Tyler Perry is an Academy Award winner. <laughs> God damn it. He didn't win an Academy Award for a movie. Do you and wake it. up every morning and breathe in the air and go, Fuck, Tyler Perry won an Academy Award? Is that every day? Yeah, I'd say it's at least on Wednesdays. I say once a week. I had a Dion level of disappointment happen to me today, dude. What? So, first world problem, obviously. I for the next comic, I decided I'm going to do the Apple Pencil and the iPad and stuff. 
cool, iPad's here. We moved, couldn't find the Apple Pencil. So today when I was going to do this deep dive, guess what I found instead of it? Oh, no. A copy of Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, nice. Damn. Yeah, I, I got honey dick by myself. Damn, man. That's the worst honey dick. When you yeah, do it to yourself. It young. One is a lonely dick. dick? Fuck Terminator <laughs> Dark Semen. Oh shit! You should, folks. If you have dark semen, you should uh, consult a doctor immediately. Yes, please do yes. that. There's something not right there. Your kidneys might be fucked up. <laughs> You're hurting inside. Yeah. Uh, Doug it, Keller, great title tonight. Doctor Strangelove, or how I learned to stop worrying and love semen. Oh, oh. what a great movie, too. By the way, that is a fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. Um, Doug Keller, thank you very much again. He says, "Semen to kill the semen daylights." Damn it! License this. In semen. a way, in a way, isn't most semen semen to kill? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean yeah, with the right with the right shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a view to a kill. Anyway, uh, Doug Short, or sorry, Doug Keller again says, uh, "Friday the Thirteenth, Jason takes semen, the new yeah. semen." And then, oh shit, guys, we have a sequel or a follow up. See Charlie in the Semen Factory. Oh. Am I going to the Vatican? Yeah, I was going to say, starring Helena Bonham Carter, directed by Tim Burton. Directed by Rusty Kundif. Tales from the Semen. Also has Terminigo Dark Semen. Again, Doug, if your semen's dark, you might want to get yourself. Maybe that's what we should do for. One of the things we should do for episode 269, we should have like a PSA on like semen health and when you should and shouldn't go see a doctor. Yeah. We should have saved the word semen for 269, but that's okay. We just have to do a weirder one. Yeah. And uh, let's see. A few more, then we're going to get to our next topic. Doug Keller also says, officer in the semen, semen busters, a clockwork semen, eyes wide semen, to semen for sister Sarah. Uh, all right, so we're gonna leave the Steven talk for there, folks. Uh, remember, uh, tonight's episode is gonna be a little shorter because we are. I'm gonna go meet up with Nick in a little bit, and we're gonna do some stuff, and we're gonna film a little bit of something for the channel. It's not gonna be big, not gonna be much, but it'll be fun because the world shut down, and I haven't seen you guys since 2019. Oh my god, don't remind me. It was a simpler time. Well, well, I ordered my flight to go back to Ohio to pick up the car for Loudy's wedding. So everything is 100% locked in for that trip. So I can't wait to see you guys. And the folks are like, why do you guys keep talking about this trip? We don't know who Loudy is. Look, he used to be on the channel many years ago. He's on our old Grand Theft Auto design. You can see him down in the corner. But like I said, folks, this is the first time the Bullshitters will be back together since 2019 in the same room. So of course, we're going to give you guys a special stream. It's probably going to be sloppy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. Now, have you guys heard of a show called Jupiter Ascending? Or sorry, Jupiter's Legacy. The, show, the film Jupiter Ascending was a dog shit dumpster about, fire. Which is funny because there, aren't there descendants from dogs in that movie? Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. That was the one with Charming Paint Man, right? And uh, yes, Mila Kunis. Me, Mila Kunis. Yes, it was terrible. I didn't watch. I didn't. I couldn't finish it. It was so bad. I don't think a lot of people watch that movie. That's like up there with Valerian. 
for movies that people just stop watching. I know, and I was excited yeah. for Valerian, dude. That was so such a huge letdown. Controversial opinion. I've seen shittier films than Valerian, and I can't say it's the worst thing I've ever watched. Yeah, but it was supposed to be so cool. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't good. I'm not acting like I enjoyed it, but I'm saying like I have I've gone into other films expecting them to be the worst thing ever, like I did Valerian, and I sat there and went, This is dumb. I would have hated this in theaters, but it's on Amazon and I didn't pay any money. Fine. That's it. I'll never watch it again. But that's that's how bad it was for me. Nice. That's it. So uh, this show, Jupiter's Legacy, I've been hearing nothing but praise for it. This in Invincible. I'm late to the superhero party, which is rare for me because Dion and Dion, you and I have been talking about comic books and superheroes since the day we fucking met. Yep. So usually, let's let's you know what, let's just take a second in this very abridged episode. Let's talk about how <laughs> things have changed since we've met Dion. So I know we're old men. We're in our early 30s now. 32 uh-huh. and what? You're still 30, right? Respectively, you haven't turned 31 yet? Uh, No, I'm turning 32. Oh, you're turning 32, so I'm bad. Okay, so 31 and 32, respectively. So you and I uh, are super old by today's standards. So old, in fact, that Social Security is asking us to die because they're tired of paying us. But back in college... We could be up on every piece of superhero entertainment. Yep. It's like, oh, Iron Man comes out in May. Then the Dark Knight's out in July. Then over the summer, uh, there's going to be the Incredible Hulk movie between those two. Oh, and when you come back in the fall, there's this show streaming or the new season of Heroes or something. And it was fun and it was digestible and you could watch everything. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Now we've reached the point where you can't keep up with all of the comic book related stuff because it's so marketable and it's this treasure trove of uh, content. And some of it's great, some of it's bad, some of it's pretty decent. I haven't watched Jupiter's Legacy, but I do want to, I did want to talk about it briefly because the show came out, seemed pretty popular, got canceled after one season, had a huge budget, and now they're kind of mining from this, this man, Mark Millar or Mark Miller, his uh, creative world. And the point I want to get at is, we have now reached the point where we adapt superhero and comic book content strictly because, or strictly from content that was made to be adapted. We're really past the point of adapting classic Spider-Man stories like Spider-Man versus the Green Goblin or Kingpin or Doc Ock. We're now adapting comic books that are written to be movies in the first place. And sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. Uh, You have Kingsman of the Secret Service, which is one of those situations. And that's a great movie. I even like the second one. But um, I think when you get to this disingenuous creative process, your movies lack the heart and the audiences see through it. What do you guys think of that? No, that's, that's, that's absolutely accurate. I, it, it's, 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 it's a weird place to be because, you know, we, all, we you know, obviously us loving comic book content for so long, especially being how old we are. You know, to see movies doing it as a gimmick is what's what's so uh, disheartening. Because, like you said, you know, it, like, it's not being, it's not, it, there's, there's not a luscious space or a or a well defined history or an established um, established character. They're just making these things written up to look like superheroes. You know, obviously, like you said, there's some good ones, some bad ones, but it's like now we're just having these these write-offs now, you know, just to see and, you know, there are, there are comic books that are that, that would be better than some of these movies. And, 
and and, and I it, it is very it's a very weird place to be as you know not to sound like a hipster but we were into this shit before it was super popular so to yeah. see it being mimicked like you said disingenuously it's just like damn like that fucking that sucks now it's a, now it's a commercial it's a commercial process now it's not just taking great stories and seeing them in in real life it's seeing someone oh this format makes money let's just use the format you know it sucks man it's just like shit you know. i don't i don't mind you know having the everybody has the big dreams and aspirations for your project i do you do there's nothing wrong with that but i we have reached the point where it just seems too corporate this falls in line with a lot of like um when people are like, oh, the SJW stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's stupid. It's corporate, too. Like, we're on the flip side. Like, overly corporate entertainment today. And that's the best cover-all description. Folks, if you can come up with a better phrase, I would love to. But it covers everything from hollow, disingenuous shit to SJW crap that we want to call like that. So what I'm getting at is, like, the, the mining of the superheroes and the comic book stuff, it's reached a point where even the main event stuff over at Marvel feels less than i can't think and i'm not trying to be hyperbolic for the state of the show but i honestly can't think of a superhero franchise that's in an amazing position where i'm like super excited for the next one can you guys and that's not trying to be cynical but spider-man spider-man has probably the most behind it right now i'm pretty interested in that one but other than that, like, hold on. I'm not even that interested in that. I'm interested in what could be because you have all these people online talking about, oh, the Spider-Verse and Tobey Maguire and Green Goblin and this and that. If they don't have a movie that's kind of that shit, people are going to be disappointed. What I hope happens is that Spider-Man No Way Home is nothing like this. No connections, no crossovers, none of this. And then everyone's disappointed because that's going to be another situation where the mystery box has backfired on Marvel or Disney or anybody. There's a point where you got to stop. If fan speculation goes off the deep end, I think it's your responsibility, not to just your audience, really, but like for your bottom line, let people know like they're not going to get that experience. Because how many people are going to go like, oh, I wanted Miles Morales in live action and it's not what I expected. It's like the movie was never going to be that. But, you know, people just want to go off online about it. Do you think they should do something like that or uh, just let them say fuck it and let the audience be upset? that's a tough one, man. That's definitely, that's a, that's a lot more philosophical than I thought I was going to get. You know, it, that's, it, it, it depends on, it's a good one. It was a really, it's a really good question. I, I, uh, you know, so much, so many factors. I think the biggest one being is it all depends on what their original goal is. Is Was their goal to make a successful movie in terms of monetary success or were you trying to make an actual piece of art now i think if you're making if, if you were if you were just tasked with to make a superhero movie um to make money then no then don't then ignore all that and just you know let the fans fucking go crazy but if you are trying to make something like joker or or the boys like i'm excited for the boys stuff for sure you know that's the only thing i can think of but if you are trying to make something like the boys or something like, um, um, you know, Joker. Then yes, then you should. It should be your responsibility to say, "Hey, listen, Miles Morales is in this, guys." Or it's very much in your responsibility to say, "Hey, listen, we're not going to blend in the Batman Beyond universe." You know, you if, if you're if you want something that's going to last longer than five years, 
then then absolutely you should do that because it tempers expectations and then allows the audience to come and enjoy your film without bias. And even if they have bias, they're not influenced so heavily on things that were never confirmed. So, so yeah, it, it all depends on what they want to do, man. It's just such a, that's a tough thing because so many directors aren't tasked to make an art house and they're tasked to make something that makes money. And that's where the fucking, that's where the issues start. How funny that's would it be Mm -hmm. If the people who shilled the hardest that promoted this kind of uh, this stuff were the people that ultimately killed the studio's bottom line because they got fans so hyped up and oh, we shill for them. Well, they speak kindly of this place and they must know the truth and all this stuff. I think it would be really ironic if the people that want to defend them the most are ultimately the ones that kill it. That'd be pretty funny, too. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you see it. I mean, it, it, it's it's you've seen it happen with video games you know video games that are propped up to do all this crazy shit and how it fails miserably part you know mostly in part because it was hyped up because of those fans you know so it's it's only a matter of time before that officially officially happens in Hollywood I mean outside of you know the best example I think was Ghostbusters that was the prime example of something being hyped up not because of some crazy shit was going to be in it, but because of, oh, it's so good. It's, it's, it's going to be trend-setting, and, and it's going to be this cultural phenomenon, and you're going to love it, especially if you're a Ghostbusters fan, and for it to tank so hard, you know, that's going to keep happening until people stop being so disingenuous. You're going to lose a lot of money along the way, yo. What do you think of the... Um, oh, don't worry, just Joe 47. We'll be talking about that in a moment. I wanted to ask, uh, what do you guys think about this on screen here? Empire Strikes, Rebels Hire, a Star Trek, who wins? Uh, folks in the chat, you can pick one for the Empire or two for a Star Trek. So, uh, yeah, one or two. We'll keep this up while we talk about uh, our next topic. So, guys, uh, I wanted to talk about this one briefly because this episode was essentially or originally going to be a lot longer. But there's a lot of talk right now about this game called Horizon Zero Dawn. And it's essentially conversation about imagery, body images in video games, where uh, they made, allegedly, people are saying the character, the woman's chunkier now, and people are fighting, why would she be thicker if she's out there fighting, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point I want to get at. I'm using this situation as kind of a backdrop for a question, something that I've noticed. And it's um, it's been weird. It's been our whole lives. They've always been trying to be a little more conservative with covering up, covering up, covering up. We've now reached the weird point where there's just abject hatred towards beauty and art. And I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but go back and look at any of the video game characters that come out. They can't be sexy or show skin or this. They can't be fun. They can't have any of these things that sold millions of games. Like, there's nothing wrong with a horny audience. It made Tomb Raider's publisher IDOS billions of dollars. Those conical tits sold how many PlayStations and Sega CDs and PCs? Fuck, we had Tomb Raider on the on uh, what is it, an Aptivaware desktop back in 1995. It was everywhere, but we keep like self censoring to the point where we now make characters overtly unattractive or unappealing to appease a percentage of a percentage of a percentage. Uh, have you noticed any of these things? Uh, like, like if you look at a game or a TV show, or thing, like what, what are some examples you've noticed out there? Kendo. Uh, trying to think. Nothing off the top of my head is jump, jumping out at like video games in which the characters are made to uh, not. I'm trying to think of the word to use, not attractive or sexy. Uh, well, I know that a lot of the DOA stuff. They'll take out the jiggle physics or they'll cover it up and. Which is stupid. 
It is stupid because I'm not buying that game or that content at all. It doesn't appeal to me. And I'm not buying games for TNA, but other people are. And that's digital content. Those are pixels on a screen. Like, who cares if you get offended that the lady from Resident Evil 8 has giant jugs and you don't? Well, nature right. dictated you did, and the artist dictated that she did. Guess what? She's not real. You are. You have more power or whatever you want to say than the digital image on screen. That, that would be like watching a dirty movie and getting pissed that I don't have Peter Norse dong. Like, God damn it. I've been cheated. <laughs> and it's not his fault. It's yours no. for watching, but hey. Can't hate a man. Right. So, I mean, that's that's just really stupid. And the funny thing is, that blade about the body positive image and shit, that only cuts one way. And that's always with these women are too attractive and they're giving women are giving men unrealistic expectations of what women really truly look like. But at the same time, they never, ever, ever fucking complain about Thor or any jacked up dudes in movies or in games or TV shows. Oh. No one ever, ever, ever complains about that. It's always like. This is unrealistic. Women don't really look like that. Well, most guys don't fucking look like that either. So, you know, you can't have it both ways. You got it. You can't just be like screaming and yelling about, oh, yeah, you know, these women look too attractive. But at the same time, they're all like fucking fanning themselves over, you know, Channing Tatum. Uh, so here's another argument. This article just came up. This is the same lady that was writing that other bullshit Mary, Mary Sue article from earlier. All anyone can think about is Chris Hemsworth arms from Thor Love and Thunder rap photo. The first thing I thought of, oh, Thor lost all the weight. Cool. That's all I can th- like. I like how you brought up the double standard and how it really slices one way. Um, Absolutely. It's, kind of, it's annoying because these people are the ones that yell the loudest. Oh, this and that. Uh, guys, take a look in a mirror. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you don't like what you see, but be honest with yourselves. Well, and again, it's just how, again, like I said before with the Mary Sue, you're proving the other side's point by acting like that. So for you to say, which again, no one's saying to do crazy shit, you know, like, 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 you know, have it be, you know, the ill-fated Dr. Pepper level shit where it's like, it's not for women. No one's saying that, you know, but to, to dump on video games for sexy characters and then for you to specifically write an article that's, fetishizing a dude's arms like imagine if a guy from espn wrote about you know one of the members of the beach volleyball team all anyone could talk about is misty may's abs like you would be upset about that so but why is that okay for you to do the same thing is it just possible that sometimes people like to talk about how good someone looks but instead of you being empathetic about that you're just gonna write a fucking article proving how two-faced you are you know it's just such you know the, the the lack of peripherals on these people is is fucking staggering. Like imagine ESPN writing about oh Simone Biles is going to be in there and all anyone can talk about are her thighs. Like imagine the fucking backlash that those same writers would have, and they just don't see it. It's funny how far we've come in just like a quarter of a century. You know, back in the day, the swimsuit issue would come out and it was a big deal because. You know, that's what, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. And the bot- ESPN would put out the body issue, which had naked men and women athletes in it. And these were supposed to be like peak physical specimens, like, you know, healthy, like what we should all want to strive to be. Now, here we are. We're like, listen, we all want to be fat fucking slobs because that's what we're supposed to be. That's how it was intended. Don't look at the hot women. Don't look at the hot guys. That's, that's, well, no, look at the hot guys. Don't look at the hot women. 
because that's unrealistic. Don't don't love big boobs or you know fat asses. You don't want that. No, you, you want the woman in the trailer park that looks like Mama fucking June. Can you say that's that realistic. other? Can you repeat the part about the fat asses, Kendo? Well, I would it, see if you had a chance. You don't have a chance, but if you did, it'd be run running lickety split. But you can't because you got some fat asses. You'd be yes. running all day, but you got some fat asses. <laughs> oh, Scott! Please stop wrestling. Uh, he he I don't has think to he does point. anymore, does he? Uh, yeah, he'll still do fucking small shows, man. Where with his with his can't bend over ass, he and he will still wrestle, and he cannot. He's still wearing his, his fucking whale tail thong that he had when he went back to WWE. Surprise! No, but he's wearing like super fucking thick ass wrestling pants, thicker than before, and he's got an ugly ass chest tattoo now. And it's like, damn, dude. Oh, and he stopped taking steroids because he has a heart problem. So now he's just like flabby it's crazy nice. stop wrestling scott yeah dude he was on cameo too i almost wanted to fucking buy a cameo but it was like 300 or something ridiculous i'm oh, like no damn. no i am not spending 300 just to get fucking scott steiner to do the goddamn fat asses promo damn. i would i'd pay for that i mean i would too if i could justify having the max 100 on that max max 100 yeah. I, yeah. I'm not paying 300 for that. Yeah, so, that would be one of those things where I'm like, guys, let's all chip in $25 and do and get a big old fucking Scott Steiner fat asses from a worthy Exactly. Of well, I would only chip in if we do Steiner math. Oh, of course. <laughs> now, uh, let me read a couple more super chats because, folks, like I said, tonight's show has to be a little shorter, but I don't want to leave anyone hanging. So we're going to make sure everything's read. But I did want to talk about this WWE release situation. And there's an article that says the WWE wants to be more like Marvel. So yeah, let's uh, keep gracious. on rolling. Now our friend is Klaus Dork. Thank you very much. He says, good evening, WCBS in honor of space jam two or spam pitch another space jam idea with other sports and their MVPs. This is an excellent idea. Kendo, mm. I'll give you a moment. If you are, you ready to go right away? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of them that you could do. Like, I mean, you could do a hockey one, uh, you could do a baseball one. I mean, any sport you could totally do that with it. But I mean, a hockey one would be great. Athlete. Uh, well, if it's current day, you're gonna have to go with McDavid or Matthews. If you got peak in their prime, whatever, well, then obviously you're gonna have fucking Wayne Gretzky because he's the great one. Uh, I would go. I would definitely watch that one. If you wanted to pick something shitty, just off the top of my head, pro wrestling, you could obviously pick like I like Hulk Hogan or The Rock or somebody like that. That'd be a fun animated Space movie. Slam. Yeah, can Space you imagine the booking Slam meeting Park. for that fucking match where Hulk Hogan's got to wrestle like the biggest fucking alien in the universe and all he can talk about is how he's got to get the big boot and the fucking drop the leg on the guy? It's like, no, this is like a real shoot match, dude. Uh, you're going to have to actually wrestle it out. That doesn't work for me, brother. Dude, the alien <laughs> breaks Hulk Hogan's leg in a shoot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm other sports that that would be cool with. I mean, if you dude, did a Connor, football... space, space, space slam, and with Conor McGregor or oh, fucking yeah. GSP, I'd 100% watch that. Guys, yeah. I got it. We should do a football space jam with OJ Simpson. I mean, loose. yeah, get the juice out there, just fucking fire him up full of some cortisone, get him some Bruno Mollies, and he'll be good to go. Yeah. Space kill cam, yeah. In space, no one can hear Nicole Brown scream. Oh, damn! Damn! 
that was dark even for me, and I'm sorry. Oh, damn. Shit, even dude. I don't. Even I wouldn't go there, but Jeff did. The I spice did. on that one, sir. Yeah, damn. Yeah, here we are trying to have a fun, you know, you know, lighthearted show, and Jeff comes in with the fucking sucker punch haymaker to the jaw. I mean, we got to talk about Zack Snyder somehow tonight, so sucker punch was just on brand. Oh, oh Jesus. Demi Moore's Tapeworm. I love this screen name every week. Uh, hello from below. You can keep your Tessa Thompson. I'm content staying in a 58-year-old cougar's bum compared to that plank of wood. Okay. Well, all right. thanks for little, checking little in little with us, Mr. Tapeworm. Is she still doing with it? I, she might be. Uh, you know, before all that weird plastic surgery or all those weird plastic surgery photos came out, I always thought Demi Moore was a good looking lady. And I thought she, because I remember in the early 2000s, she had some plastic surgery and then was like aging normally. I'm like, cool, you look good. And then she just took a step too far. But uh, prior to that, I'd agree with you. You've been an uh, old I mean, Demi they Moore. always go a step too far. See, case in point, Charlotte Flair. Jesus, man. Dude. When we when we're at Loudy's wedding, bring this up to Jesse. Her and I spent twenty minutes trying to figure out what she did to her face. Like we couldn't a place lot. it. Like, what is she was like a it? different person, dude. Yeah, she didn't even look that bad before she started working on all of it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna make a weird comment about wrestling because it's topical. Does it feel like wrestling is currently the twilight zone to the point where I, I don't even recognize what's going on anymore? Like the booking's retarded, like the wrestling gimmicks, like there's a fucking killer doll. Like what did I miss? Because I didn't stop watching it. I just must have missed when everything broke. No, man, absolutely. It's like we're in that space. This, you know, we we're talking about earlier about the corporatification of this thing. That's we, this is what happens. It happened to wrestling, you know, big time, you know, WWE wrestling. And we're watching the result of that. It's this now this corporate Walmartified version of something that was awesome. And it's just super fucking weird. You've got this new yeah. champion that you're trying to, to push and you're doing a fucking cheating on the husband program. Like, what the fuck is happening? Dude, Vince it's loves him some cuck storylines. He does. They're stupid. Is this yeah? Here we go. Here's a new plastic surgery for those who asked. Because yes, people in the chat asked. Uh, this is a human being, or well, she's more machine now than man. <laughs> there we are, Charlotte Flair. Ooh, yeah. she change? It's like she she got her cheeks made smaller and then she did something with her eyes. Yeah, she just looks faker than fake. Uh. Anyway, while this is on your screen, burning it into your retinas, TLJ Screwjob says, Stalingrad for Rose's advice. Also, if we did not drop bombs, estimates for invading Japan as they were planning on it, it was one million on day one, both sides. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a long, drawn-out, bloody affair. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's you know, obviously, that's a prime example of not, yeah. uh, you know, situation where, you know, doing it with love, um, wouldn't have worked because even even when they were like talking about they were just gonna continue bombing Japan, they were like, who knows how long that's gonna take? So yeah. you know, don't get yeah. me wrong, invading mainland Japan was the last fucking resort we wanted to have to do because yeah. we would have essentially had to have killed just about every one of them. And we well, did the, not want to do that. 
well, apparently they were actually gonna apparently they were gonna surrender, but yeah, man, it's just not that's just not one of those that's just not one of those situations where Miss Miss Rose Tico's advice would have fucking worked. No. Uh, hold on, this was just amazing. I had to put this one on screen. Uh, I'll even read it on there. Where do we go? About Rick Flair or Hulk Hogan's back surgery. Shit, where'd it go? Oh, it was fucking hilarious. I'll just read it if I can't put it on screen. It says, I was watching a Rowdy Roddy Piper interview the other day. I didn't realize Hogan's back surgery took him from 6'8 to 6'4. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they've removed anything, like, you know, spinal column-wise. I don't think you can really do that. But I think I think the joke was that it broke kayfabe because Hulk Hogan's built at 6'8, but next to Rowdy Roddy oh. Piper, yeah. <laughs> he's not that fucking tall. <laughs> right. Okay. I got it, you know. Uh, Debbie Moore's tapeworm is back at it again. It says, I don't want splinters. I have sensitive skin. Well, Demi uses the finest uh, thousand thread count sheets for you. Yeah. So She strikes me as the type of woman that wears silk. Yeah. I mean, you can't star in St. Elmo's Fire and not wear silk. <laughs> Correct. Ask Rob Lowe. Mm, uh, Doug Keller damn. says, Planet Semen. Pulp Semen. The Hateful Semen. Oh, a semen full of dynamite. The Hobbit, desolation of semen. <laughs> it could be semen of smog. Yeah, that's that's the other name for Los Angeles, bro. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> We're the porn capital of the world, and we have terrible weather. Yeah, buddy. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I can't pay for the pizza. I don't have any money, dude. I told you, I swear, I saw Riley Reed out here one day, so. Hey, I still feel bad for her fiance when Twitter was roasting his ass when they found out they were engaged. I don't like, feel bro, bad she, for him. She ain't your wife. She belonged to the streets. She belonged to the streets, Jerry. Adam, Wal sorry, our friend waiting for Nerdrotic, thank you very much, says, I agree. Superman and Lois Superman is my second favorite. Damn. Well, I look, I have not watched enough to deem it that. I'm still going to go Henry Cavill. I don't have any affinity for... Um, Brandon Ralph, but I don't think Dean Kane's going to get wiped away. Dean Kane was my first Superman, and I'm always going to remember that version. He's not the best, but he always has that special place in my heart. I would buy a Dean Kane Superman action figure all the way up to the Hot Toys level. That's how much I like him as Superman. Would you get one of those, Dion? Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, I got Batman and Robin from Batman Forever coming. If they make every 90s superhero in Hot Toys form, I think I got to get it. Oh, dude, I can dig that 100%. Gouges a motherfucker. Adam Wofford, thank you very much, sir. He says, the second Riddick movie should have been at least two movies. One where he was looking for Jack, and the third would have been where he fought the main bad guys because it felt rushed. Yeah, what do you say about that, right. Dion? I haven't seen those movies in a minute. 100% right. I watched uh, Chronicles of Riddick like a month or so ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely too much in that one. And then, you know, that hype there was around David Twombly. For so long, you know, the dude never delivered. It's like, yeah, Pitch Black was an accidental success, you know, that then, but people forget, like, that was a horror movie. Then it got randomly changed to a fucking action fantasy epic, you know, it's like the fucking tone was so fucking different. But yeah, it, it should have been the second one is him going for Jack, you know, because now it's, they completely made her where she, you know, it's the chick from, um, fuck, I can't remember, but, you know, where she's like a psycho killer. And then, yeah, the third movie should have been, yeah, finally fighting the dude that tried to murder you as a child. But he shoved way too much in that second movie. Way too fucking much. 
Super Nate, thank you very much. He says, here's a way to intrigue you into Superman and Lois without spoilers. Superboy, Kryptonian Army, and John Henry Irons Steel. I will okay, I'll give it more of a I'll finish the episode. How's that? When I get the TV hooked up, I'll finish the episode. It's on HBO Max, I think. Or no, wait, did I download the CW app just to check it out? I might have. Uh I'll give it a I'll finish the episode and I'll let you guys know. Uh Wolf's Pain says, I heard the alien TTRPG is good. I have not. Uh I haven't played it. I haven't played a single alien video game outside of the arcade one. I believe there was a light shooter. Maybe. I knew there was a Terminator one. That was great. Uh, Dion, by the way, before I get off on a tangent, I just want to say it quickly. Yeah. Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, the game I'm playing, Star Wars Galaxy at War, or Empire at War, excuse me, is uh-huh. the most addicting Star Wars game I've ever played. I get really? into it where I'll turn it on, and I'll, you, I'll do the space battles. I used to do the ground fleet because it was the easier ones, but now I'm into the strategy of the fucking space battles. Dude, you start off a couple, two fleets of X-Wings in this little space station. And I figured out if you build up your space station and you keep protecting it with just a minimal fleet, you can uh, basically get a bunch of money quickly. So what I do now is I build this mm-hmm. like, space station to super levels. Then I build this ridiculous fleet. I keep all the X-Wings and X- I keep X-Wings, tie- or sorry, X-Wings, Y-Wings, and A-Wings around the base. Then I create this other faction where it's like Han, Luke, uh, fucking... Captain Antilles and a bunch of X-Wings, and they go off and do these missions. And I'll spend like three hours on a campaign. It is the most Damn, fun dude. I've ever Star Wars in a decade. Holy shit, I'm about to check that out. It was like $20 on Steam. It's worth every cent. Okay, I can dig it. TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. No time to semen. Even mock the titles suck. Even the mock titles suck. They do. There's no time to enjoy that title because it's not good on any level. Joseph Bienowicz says, Dion wakes up in the morning and raises a weary head, looks out the window and states, Tyler Perry and his award. It's not real. (laughs) Edward Seaman hand party boob. What the fuck? I don't know what Edward Seaman hands has to do with anything, but. It's a semen time. Sorry, Joseph Yanowich. Wait, way to hit everything in one super chat. Dude, Joseph Yanowich is on all the shows. He knows how the games are played here. He's like Dr. Coffernails. He knows the rules, and so do I. (laughs) Doug Keller. The two Bond actors that were wasted were Brosnan and Dalton. Brosnan had two bad scripts, while Dalton's movies came out when Bond wasn't popular. Well. Doug, we still have to have our James Bond discussion. Don't think I forgot about you. But what do you guys think of Doug's assessment? Uh, Brosnan and Dalton uh, were wasted because of what they were given. I wouldn't say Brosnan was wasted. We had some good ones. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely would agree that Dalton was wasted because that those ones were – both of those are good. And it's just, yeah, it just sucks that it wasn't a, a, a fruitful time for the Bond franchise. Yeah, they definitely wasted an opportunity with Dalton. I mean, they could have done so much with him. He was, I liked him. I thought he was doing a good job with the role. He just, you know, only got two opportunities, and one of them was one of the better Bond movies they ever made. And uh, Brosnan, I would never go so far as to say wasted because three of his four movies are really good. I feel like Brosnan is the only Bond. Well, I feel like Brosnan was the only Bond to get the short end of the stick because every other actor got to quit. Or, yeah, they got to quit under their own accord. He was the only one that got fired. So while I won't ever make an excuse for Die Another Day, 
Pierce Brosnan is still the only James Bond that deserves one more because he's the only one that never got, you know, that didn't quit. Yeah. And I think he's still pulled off. He's become a better actor as he's gotten older. He didn't peak playing James Bond to become shitty. He keeps trying. I think he keeps succeeding. Agreed. Doug Keller, thank you very much. Just Joe 47. Great screen name. I mean, obviously we know you're here all the time, but wrestling. With the recent WWE cuts, will we see Bra- Stroh Bronman in the AEW Impact Zone? Also, did <laughs> Kenneth do the Ultimate Warrior Dark Side of the Ring episode? I did. Um, to the first point about uh, Braun Strowman, uh, I don't think he's going to the AEW Impact Zone only because I don't know why he would do that. Just there, There's really be no reason for him to go there. The only thing they would do is he'd, he'd come in, They'd misuse him, they'd misbook him, and then he'd be jobbing to all the EVPs. So that's really – they would build him up, and then Cody Rhodes would kick, kick his ass in the very first pay-per-view encounter or something like that. It it wouldn't go well for him. His booking would be just about the same as it has been for the WWE the last few years. And then as for the Warrior Dark Side doc, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was one of their better ones just because – they needed they if they really wanted to have the impact of that one they would have made it a two-parter as opposed to the one-parter because they were trying to squeeze so much into 45 minutes and the majority of the episode was all about his rise up through the ranks and it you know essentially his dealings in his first marriage and everything like that and then it pretty much glossed it glossed over everything to do with his run through wcw which wasn't much and then went essentially jump fast forward to all the shit and stuff that he got into and involved in and some of the terrible things he said you know and then later in life over the like the last 10 minutes and then it was like oh and then he died and so i thought the a and e biography even though it was sanitized and cleaned up for wwe because wwe has a hand in it i thought that was a better thing to watch as opposed to the dark side because it's not like we learned anything really special from the dark side of the ring episode but whatever it was okay i would say to anyone out there that wants a good take on the ultimate warrior go listen to what jr has to say about the guy oh yes yes Yes. that's honest you're gonna get honesty with good old jim ross yeah you go look at anything yeah i was gonna say all you gotta do is type in jim ross ultimate warrior or jim Cornette ultimate warrior and you'll get everything most of the people in the wrestling industry thought of the ultimate warrior. So we're going to read our last few super chats and then we're going to close this baby out a little early tonight, folks. Uh, Shogun Orta says maybe women are affected by body image more. Guys don't care in general. Maybe. I mean, it's definitely a conversation to be had about it. Yeah. I agree. But I also think that with movies that are supposed to be for everybody, to intentionally cut out what appeals to part of your demographic and build up another part just because it's trendy or cool or hip. I think that's stupid and disingenuous. It's like, you want to go watch Thor be buff and studly? Awesome, no problem. I don't care. Oh, but the uh, Black Widow looks a certain way. Oh, we can't have that. Says who? We want equality, right? 007 Cloud says, uh, no one hates or is an oppressive of, sorry, no one hates or is as oppressive of beautiful women than ugly feminists. Those are people regretting 
pursuing masculine goals like education and power and money while forgoing being feminine, looking beautiful, being pleasant to be around with agreeable maternal. This is the way of their leveling the playing field against beautiful women to compete for hot guys. Now, those were three super chats from our friend 007 Cloud in a row. But uh, what do you guys think of that? Well, the irony is they're not getting hot guys anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something there. There's definitely something there with that one. I mean, you know, it, it is a weird, you know, you know, I, which you know, I understand, but you never will get them to admit to something like that. I think you know, so many get caught up in in the silliness of of so much of that, as opposed to what you're actually supposed to be advocating for. That it, it it becomes pretty obvious why you're, you know, advocating in that way. Oh yeah, it's like you said though, Kendo. It's ironic they're not getting that, but all it is is it's like when remember the old adage, oh, when the nerds rule the earth, because it was like all oh, these geeky weeby guys they grew up and they're smart with computers and they get all the hot women. It's like that's how they exact their revenge by living well. It's like these other people that didn't go anywhere in life exact their revenge by being shitheads, and then they want to make the world a worse place so they can. It's like the Star Wars prequels or sequels, folks. How do we make these new characters interesting? We kill off Han, Luke, and make Leia a joke. Like that's what society does right now. How do we make the you know everyone happy? Yeah, we make it. We lower the bar across the board. You shouldn't want. You shouldn't shoot for higher things. No, no, no. Just bitch online, and then we'll talk about oppression and some shit, and we'll make everything ugly and gross and gray, and the world will be better for you, right? No, fuck this shit. I. It's so weird. The what we're what they're pushing is like the antithesis of normal. Oh, it's time for a cultural revolution. Really, though, we're going against logic at times. We're going against things that have worked for decades. Oh, it, shit's retarded. I'm sorry. I know that's the most minuscule way to break it down and say it uh, very bluntly, but that's what we deal with every day. Every day. I didn't realize how stupid the world was until I got on a plane last weekend. Holy shit. Things have not changed at all. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Brandt says, so after Seth Rogen showed how woke he was this week, Hollywood rewards him by making him the head of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboot. Cue up Kendo's rage. I mean, he ain't going to do anything good with it, and everything that they've given us over the last you know, decade hasn't been all that spectacular, so it's just par for the course. So I wouldn't be I'd just be like one of those, well, now I know what I'm not going to go watch this weekend. Yeah. They can't guilt you into it, bro. You can't be racist against... Uh, six foot green turtles. No. Adam Wofford, thank you very much. He says, Yeah, all they want, sorry, yeah, they all want us to find Lena Dunham attractive, but I'm sorry, Dion, but that woman looked like her dad pimped her mom out to a Lovecraftian outer. Mm. So that's a weird shot to take. <laughs> she, and I quote, is a little cutie. Dion Green. I'm not denying that she's a little cutie. I'm just, why are you bringing me into this shit? Because we're denying that she's a little cutie. Yes. Everyone has been denying that she's a little cutie the entire time, Dion. Well, then what the fuck y'all so worried about what I'm trying to bang? Go mind y'all on all business. Damn. Oh, you're uh, He loves his little pound cake. This is what we all say, Kendo. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. <laughs> that is an accurate <laughs> statement. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have one more uh, from our friend Joseph Bianowicz who says, check out November Man. Good B movie. I will I die will... in the hell that that is a uh, emotional successor to 007. No, but he is dope in the November Man. 
Well, uh, we're big Pierce Brosnan enthusiasts. Uh, we would love to get him on the channel one day. We can make it happen, boys. I believe in us. Just as much Damn as Harvey right. Dent. Damn right. So, folks, we don't like to cut these this short, and this is not going to be how it is. Next week for episode 269, it'll be uh, a, a fully stocked episode with, uh, yeah, that's an old James Bond reference. Fully loaded, I believe, is the word. But we're going to have a hell of an episode next week. We'll all be here. We'll have fun. I'm going to go see Nick in a few moments, and we're going to go do some stuff, but we'll shoot a little something for you guys, and we'll let you know uh, what it's like in the real world now that the bullshitters get to hang out together. So, Dion, is there anything you'd like to say before we go? Free Ayo. Kendo. Free hat. I like free hat. Uh, folks, I'd like to thank everybody for watching. Thank you for making the semen jokes. Uh, the titles were memorable, and this was probably the most disgusting episode of World Class Bullshitters on record. Uh, so, Darth Side, I don't know if Austin Powers is better than James Bond, but uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond, I'll agree with that statement. So, from all of us here, folks, Thank you for watching. Be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com.